We're rocking in the 2015 offseason. Psyched to get into a little bit of fantasy football. We've only done a few shows here over the last few weeks. Thanks for bearing with us. As you know, we said in the last couple podcasts, we're taking a vacation. Well, we're back and we're fired up. And we're going to talk on this show about free agency and strength of schedule. And as usual, I've got Houdini to the left of me. I got Stag Party across the way. Dogmatica wasn't able to be here tonight, but we are going to have a doozy for you and, and get right into fantasy football goo, as our boy Mozambique likes to call it. Uh, what's been going on, guys? Obviously, a nutty, nutty week, and it's going to be cool to get into free agency. But uh, what else is going on? Well, Tell us about your vacation. Well, Tell us first, about your life. Well, first, what I was going to say, from from one land of, of snow for you yeah. up in uh, Breckenridge, from the land of sun for me down in uh, Mexico. Amen. So, Amen. And I uh, met you in the middle, right? Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I actually got uh, that was my first uh, 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 transfer before we went, flew to Cancun. So, really? Yeah. Stopped oh. in Baltimore. It was lovely. Twenty-seven degrees when we stopped in there. So. Yeah, it's it snowed the first day I was there, but hey, it was all melted by the time I left. <laughs> I can't complain about that. Well, so that's because you were steaming up the streets. Oh, right. <laughs> when Stag Party gets there, the town gets hot and hopping. Uh, <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> that is, that's, yeah, in Stag Party, you you actually went down to, uh, for a little stint down in Atlantic City, doing the old school uh, Broadway, what is it, Broadwalk, Boardwalk, Boardwalk Empire. Empire, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Except all the casinos were closed, so you really can't get into as much trouble as you could have uh, a few years ago, from what from what they tell me. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> That's all I've been so so they say. So they say. the old guys have informed me of. I got some Denver time. I got some Breckenridge time. We went and actually did um, uh, Beaver Creek on our last day on our way back uh, into town. So good times. Good to get away. You, you know the how, beaver? What's that? You dove in the beaver? Oh my god, the beaver! I was. I was Pummel and the beaver. You, you, you must have enjoyed Colorado. Get out of here, Dewey. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. You're smoking reefers? Yeah, of course we are. Can't you smell it? No, Sam. I can't. <laughs> Come on, Dewey. Join the party. No, Dewey. You don't want this. Get out of here. You know what? I don't want no hangover. I can't get no hangover. It doesn't give you a hangover. Well, I'll get addicted to it or something? It's not habit-forming. Okay, well, I don't know. I don't want to overdose on it. You can't OD on it. It's not going to make me want to have sex, is it? It makes sex even better. Sounds kind of expensive. It's the cheapest drug there is. (laughs) 
You don't want it. I think I kind of want it. <laughs> okay, but just this once. Come on in. <laughs> yes, it's true. It is true. All the above. Uh, anyway, awesome stuff. Uh, we'll talk about plenty and plenty of things that have been happening in our lives and fantasy football and football in general. Uh, but let's get into... How about, how about the fact that we had fun getting away? But let's talk football. Yeah, we're psyched. We're psyched. Yeah. I mean, we were talking football when we were gone. I mean, we were sending text messages to Mexico. Like, holy shit, did LaShawn McCoy just get traded to the Buffalo Bills? I, I'm spreading the word. I hope that we now have a Canadian audience. Because uh, <laughs> uh, I did uh, meet some a lot of Canadians out there. and nice. uh, uh, Canada, eh? Yeah, and Galena. And Galena. Galena, oh, Illinois. Absolutely. All right, all right. Yeah, I spread our seed real far on that Hey, one. you know, well, you know, got to... Internationally, they all come from everywhere. <laughs> I, I like it, man. Well, the thing is, so many things have happened, obviously. Happening like crazy this week. Free agency started on Monday. It hit with a bang, I'd say, almost with no question. Monday and Tuesday might have been the nuttiest football two days that you could have imagined. Uh, I actually was on the mountain when someone told me that Brandon Marshall got traded to the Jets. I'm like, what? That sucks. Uh, for nothing. The, uh, yeah, so let's yeah. start. Let's start at Brandon Marshall. People think we're salary dump. They were a cancer out of the locker room dump. Yeah. And he doesn't have to travel to New York to do his radio talk That's show sure. anymore. His TV show. Good for him. Cut down on those flight expenses. I mean, didn't you, didn't you think we'll talk about him kind of collectively? But didn't you think the second that they dumped Brandon Marshall that it was a, it was a bye bye Cutler situation, or did you think that was a sign that they were going to keep Cutler and their relationship had soiled? I don't think that it was a sign of either. I think it was they're trying to get rid of both those guys. It just turns out that Brandon Marshall had a much easier contract to get rid of. So. The, the fact yeah, they got maybe it's because he's they actually got, a good well, player. Well, no, but they, they got, got nothing, nothing for him, but they were going to drop him anyway. And so they, they had it. It was on, it was known that they were going to cut him. The fact that everyone knows you're going to cut this guy, and they can still get a fifth round pick for him. Kudos to you for that. That's a win. Why are they cutting him outright? Because he was he just acted like an asshole. Most I, of no, here's, here's what I heard. How, how many guys do you need to challenge to a fight on Twitter before you kind of get in trouble? You know. Well, he was uh, pace. I think the maximum was two. The GM pace. Well, he was great before last year. The GM pace talked to everybody that was left on the team and basically asked all of them in closed door meetings. You think so? Do yes, they were saying this on the radio. It was reported by either like one of the guys around here is either. Uh, uh, Brad Biggs or one of the guys here wow. in Chicago. So, um, I don't, no, it wasn't him that would uh, the report on. But that they none of them wanted him around. They said, "Would you? Would you? Do you think Brandon should be, should be here next year?" No one stood up for the guy. And I bet you it is for the reason we talked about. You know, eight months ago, ten months ago, doing that show for Showtime or whatever inside the NFL. He was missing practice. He's make, missing film time. He's missing a bunch of stuff. That's got to lose a lot of respect of, of all, just your own wide receivers. But, dude, if that guy's gone for two days, that's BS. It's also, a, this is, look, this is also a new organi- uh, new leadership of the organization. A new administration. Putting, putting, <laughs> yeah. Well, they're putting just, their stamp on the organization saying, look, John Fox and Pace are saying, this is the way that we're going to run this team right now. And people like you can find your way out, and it sends a message to everybody else, too. I mean, nobody's bigger than the team, and, you know, Brandon Marshall made it so he was bigger than the team last year. He tried to be the storyline every single week, and, you know, flat out, see you later, Brandon. I'm, I'm not going to miss and you. And the Jets is a perfect landing spot for him. Perfect. It's like the quagmire that is the Jets. I is, mean, is, is 
I don't even know if he's a top 25 receiver anymore. He's probably right on that cusp. I'd probably rank him as a top 25, as the 25th receiver. He falls dramatically. I mean, there's no way that he's going to get the production out of Geno Smith that he's got out of Jay Cutler. Uh, you know, nope. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. You know, now what is or Ryan Fitzpatrick potentially or Fitzpatrick. Right. Well, let's think about let's think quickly about the things that Marshall did. Remember that when they really lost, and he said that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. He went on that rant. Me, at me, one me. point, at one point, he was talking about how Cutler's contract. They probably regretted it. I thought that was his homeboy. I thought those guys were like they loved each other. They were homies, <laughs> and all of a sudden, that month, there's no way Jay Cutler's reading that Brandon Marshall says that. I'm like. What the fuck, dude? What? I thought we, we our like wives hang out and we we we're homies. I brought you here, you know, or you vice versa. So what else did he do this year that was a me first? Just quickly name a couple. Well, he was the one that said you know don't NFL. talk, and then he like was the one that came out with the t-shirts, right? And he had like his whole his old thing, you know. And then he's always he was standing up and, and, and making all the noise for his charity. Right, which was which is fine, but then like being a distraction with like the shoes and everything like that. I mean, even when he signed his contract, he did it on live TV on the right view. on the View. That was last yeah. off season, yeah. and it it sort of just started spiraling down from that point. It, it it became me first, and you know everybody thought he was a bit selfish coming in, and he de- I think he definitely looked selfish on the way out. Well, you know, he's got that. He's got those mental issues, uh, you know, what whatnot. Has beaten his wife, you know. Obviously, the Ray Rice and some of the other things that are happening in the NFL. That's kind of like, hey, it, it, he could be one missed pill takeage away from uh, dra- dra- dragging his wife down the stairs again. But at the same time, you see him, and he is a good guy. He's a community guy. He tries. But he, 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 there is some sort of misconnection, I think. But at the same time, he sits next to Goodall. I mean, how, didn't you, what game was that? That we was that the Super Bowl? It was, yeah, it was the Super it, Bowl. It might have been the Super Bowl or or a playoff game. He's sitting in the box, and we've seen that before. It's not the first time he's been at a game sitting next to the commissioner. So. People yeah, like that's the guy that you want to align yourself with right now is Commissioner Goodell because he's on a hot streak. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go to um, Cutler State, so we'll just talk about him as free agency quickly. Uh, we'll see. You know, it's like they, they basically, by the 10th, they had to They're going to get rid of him after, next, after this year. No, they can't. They, yeah. Now, now they're, they basically He's guaranteed the 10, but they, they, can, they can save themselves the cap hit next year. They've already cost themselves in the guaranteed money. That's fine. But it's the cap hit that they can save, and you can get rid of him next year. Great. So another year of the another year of Bears uh, fans. It's gonna be a being, bad Bear year. Hopefully you can get like a oh, top, just wait until we talk about four, their strength, the schedule. A, top four uh, yeah. or five pick, hopefully, and uh, you know, and rebuild. All right. So let's let's talk about some other quarterback situation. These aren't necessarily free agents, but we'll talk about. There's movement. Well, let's talk about this because this is part of the the uh, fiesta that was Tuesday afternoon yeah. at three o'clock Central, four o'clock Eastern time, where. I, I was saying to Stag Park, I thought I was watching the Major League Baseball trade deadline, and it was just bang, move, bang, 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 so bang. many moves happening, and moves that you're not expecting. Like the first, the quick whisper of, yeah, Jimmy Graham might be traded. Jimmy Graham is now a Seattle Seahawk. Then uh, there's a rumor yeah, that these uh, whispers hit, yeah. and then the trade was official. I, I sent five minutes. I sent you guys a text. Oh, uh, there's a potential trade where for uh, Bradford and Foles. It happened. <laughs> so there's your next quarterback there, trade I right mean, there. Which Dog said he called that one too, and I do remember him saying that one. I think that was maybe two podcasts ago, but maybe his last one. But yeah, he kind of called that one as well as, well as that other uh, uh, Kiko Alonso for uh, the Shane, which happened as a trade be- the week before. Right. But madness. So talk, talk about some more <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's talk Bradford for Foles. I mean, the system... 
and Philadelphia has put up some great fantasy numbers. So whoever is the starting quarterback is a potential top 12 option. So that means Bradford is on your radar as a starter. You could probably get him at a discount of about probably quarterback 15. So he might end up being, you know, a first backup taken, but have huge, huge kind of, you know, possible numbers for you. Look what he did through the first four games of last year before he got hurt. He was he was one of the top quarterbacks. He was he's in, two years ago. Yeah, what he that he's deadly accurate. Yes. What do you need to be in Chip Kelly's offense? Deadly accurate. And and I was reading all about the pace of the offense right. and how Bradford, you know, worked under Shermer's rookie year and they ran a quicker pace then. And you know, when he was a Heisman Trophy winner in college, they definitely ran ran you know high pace, right. you know, spread passing offense and not necessarily. Uh, a spread option offense, which many consider Chip Kelly's to be. But I think he adapts his system very well uh, to immobile guys. And everybody's making – Bradford's immobile. Great. Nick Foles wasn't very mobile. The cor- the quarterbacks only kept 12. Well, here's what I'll say. Uh, 12. They pulled the ball 12 times. That's it. it. This was a move – this was a salary move, okay, because – St. Louis for, for Rams, yeah. Right, they they got rid of what sixteen million dollars. Uh, I think he's guaranteed like thirteen million. What's Foles? One point three. Yeah, yeah. So that's a huge savings right there. And plus, it's it's the unknown commodity, and this is the thing. It's it what the Eagles have done. I'm still kind of a little bit confused by it because it's very risky. Everything that they've done, you, especially when we talk about what they did today. Which was which? Well, major. This is this was their big move, right? Yeah. You get Demarco, but and that was probably the whole end Suna plan. Suna to Suna. So that that was probably the whole end plan of everything, right? But it was it was weird how it comes to it, and I don't know if I like the Not team Duma. better with that with Murray there. You know, because you don't like you, I like him, but at the same time, it's got to see. Well, you had a good you had a good point when we were talking in pre production. You love that offensive line. You love that. Obviously, yeah, I love from the a run blocking scheme. They're be- they're the only people who are better than you know the Cowboys. The Cowboys are a better overall offensive line when it comes to run and pass protection. But in terms of just run blocking, the Eagles are by far the best in the NFL. So. I'm just worried about the wear and tear, like everybody else. Well, but the other problem is you, who you have left as your as your main weapons uh, in the receiver position right now. Jordan Matthews. Right. That's it. <laughs> so you're really thin there. Yes. And 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 the problem is, is that teams are going to go after Bradford. He has an injury history. It's, I'm just saying. Yeah, they're, they're going to like it. It could be good blitz, for blitz. for a while, but I have a feeling it's it's just one of those things that that's what you're going to do. You're going to say. Force Bradford to do something, and and that's not like Tony Romo, who can help help take pressure off for Demarco Murray, and also had a Des Bryant on the outside, and also had a Jason Witten on the on the inside. Hugely deep wide receiver class. They're obviously going to be going for a couple of players in that position. He they brought in Huff last year, a guy that uh, he's, he's rebuilding. Feels, he's rebuilding keeps, Oregon. Yeah, keeps feels very comfortable with Oregon so, East. So while I agree, when you when you, you know you know, let's use a segue just so we don't sit and hey, there's so much movement that we don't sit on one team for Do too it. long. Let's go to a segue to the guy that left just now. You know, we saw Decker. Uh, not sorry, wrong team. We saw uh, Macklin leave, who played at Missouri. You know, I said a few weeks ago on the podcast, I thought Macklin was leaving. Uh, he's gonna. He loves. He loves Reed, who drafted him. 
Uh, this is a guy that was a first rounder, got a lot of weird injuries and a lot of health issues. Finally, everything galvanized and came together last year for him, and he was probably, out of all the wide receivers that were picked in that fourth, fifth, sixth rounds area, the best. Yeah. He was awesome, and obviously started out hotter than he ended. But now he's on Kansas City, a team that, as we know, well-regarded, zero touchdowns by wide receivers last year. Obviously, that's a joke. That's not going to happen again. What are your thoughts, Dini? Well, first of all, Jeremy Macklin, as I was coming back from vacation, there was moves that had to be done in one of my leagues. And I had three transition players, so I was given until noon the, the day after I got home to, to trade or drop them. So like Brandon Marshall, I'm just having to drop them. Thank you, TC, gave me a third-round pick uh, in, the la- in next year's uh, rookie uh, draft. So for a guy that I was, I had to drop, yeah, for Macklin. And then I find out, and then it was before Macklin actually signed with Kansas City. So you earn the right to retain him if, if you want him when his bid goes up was, to be a chief. Is, uh, is, is, was TC bummed out? Oh, I don't know. He wanted it. It's, I would be. I mean, not only the fact that they just, uh, you know, they don't throw touchdowns to wide receivers. There's the fact that they just don't throw to wide receivers at all. They only attempted 217 total passes to wide receivers last season. That was just 44.2%. By far the lowest number in the league and 15% below the league average. Well, you want to know also... To be honest, there was a play last year that Dwayne Bow, a free agent currently still, Dwayne uh, Bow, Dwayne Bow got the ball. He, it was a touchdown, and he got the ball knocked out of him right before he, he crossed the line like a dumbass. So they should have had one, and that was somewhere over the Dwayne Bow's fault. But you want to know what else I'm thinking? I'm thinking Valverde. You're not half the boy that Nate was. You're not even half the boy that the top half of Nate was after you cut him in half. So you're saying I'm less than a quarter of the boy Nate was? (laughs) Well, this beer's going to taste great. Thanks, Houdini. Hey, you're welcome. (laughs) Uh, But what else is going on? Macklin, we don't need to talk about anymore. Uh, One of the things I am hearing to talk about some draft buzz that I heard about today uh, is the fact that if Mariota, it does last... Um, which it won't, but or or that Kansas City might make some some moves to move up. That the Kansas City Chiefs are interested in uh, Mariota, and some something there might happen. So Alex Smith is what we thought he was. He's over. I mean, he's making twenty million dollars a year, and there is he is not their franchise. But think player. about this: will be a great that actually is a pretty good landing spot for Mariota because. He allows him to come in and not have to play right away. You, you get to learn under a consummate professional. Yep. Learn at least a smart to, guy. They're right. both smart a guy, guys. A guy who, who who can help you learn the offense, learn the game. You know, he's got wrong. Alex, Alex Smith came directly from a spread offense in go. college under Urban Meyer, and you know it's a pretty good segue. Uh, also, running skills. They, they, Mariota doesn't want to be a runner in the pros, or he's going to have a short career. And Alex Smith can run, but he's also been a pocket passer. And he's and been a great pocket passer as far as not throwing a lot of interceptions. He doesn't turn the ball over. They're actually very similar players, which is scary to think about. Yeah. So why? In, in, the, in, in the fact I mean, that Mariota might not be a great around, pick? Around Mariota, they're actually very similar Do players. Do you feel like there's been as much hype around Mariota as there's been around some of the other guys that have come out that have been like him in the past? It had, well, no, but it, it had been. Mariota, once he lost that championship and we saw, and we watched that combine, the, the buzz for Mariota, even Chip Kelly's wrong away. Yeah. <laughs> Chip Kelly's wrong away. That's why he just goes... I'm going to get Sam Bradford. I'm a, you know what? We're not going to worry about that. There's something I saw that the only GM that wasn't at uh, Mariota's uh, Pro, Day. Pro Day was Chip Kelly. He's like, I know the guy. What the hell is that? I need to go see. Exactly. I mean, it makes sense to me. 
So, but yeah, so let's let's move on. From, unless you got something else about. No, I want to talk about another team yeah, that I think is is made some pretty hefty moves this uh, this this free agency period. The Colts. Colts. How about the Colts? Huh? They, were, they went straight for the Super Bowl like title this season. That's what uh, you got to do though when you're Trent set Cole, up like this. Trent Cole and Trent Andre Cole. Johnson and, and Frank, Frank Gore. Gore. And I they mean, dropped Richardson today. Just today, they just dropped him. Just dropped I mean, him within the last hour and a half. Trent might not ever see the pro football again. He might, might be on the Ileana Eagles by might, next season. He might carry it next. <laughs> he might carry it zero times next season. Uh, oh God! That, we're talking about a fall from grace. Like, Third, well, let's not let's not focus on the negative. Let's focus on the positive. I mean, Andre Johnson at this point in his career is probably a upgrade over Reggie Wayne. Uh, he did catch yes. 85 passes yes. last season, uh, and with what quarterback? I, I don't know. It's six of them. Savage. <laughs> Savage. Uh, who's the... Mallet. Uh, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Keenum. That's what I'm saying. Can you think... That there's no way that over the course of three seasons that a team in the history of the NFL has had more quarterbacks start games and play games than the Texans had the oh, last yeah. three years. Have you seen the Cleveland Browns? Dude, come on. Think Dude, about it. Have you seen think the Cleveland Brown guy jersey? Yeah, oh yeah, but that's over. That's over the last fourteen but seasons. I'm saying I, over the I'm, last three seasons. I'm telling you, over the last, last three seasons. Oh yeah, yeah. There's got to be more, dude. No, I can't. Sh- there's only like five or six. Sh- no, Schaub, TJ, 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 four seasons ago though. No, that was three. I'm talking three seasons. Three seasons. That was three yeah. seasons ago. Uh, who was, there was one other guy uh, that season that, that got like that one game started or yeah, right. won his first game ever and then he got then he got, then he got injured or whatever yeah, right? they, was, uh, uh, I forget what who it was but they, that was T J Yates <laughs> no no because Yates was potentially going to start it doesn't matter but literally they got about eight starting quarterbacks the last three years no way any team's that's, got more than that think about, think about this though over Look the at, last three years but not in history though. Here's what I, I said three years here's what I love what, what, the, what the Colts are doing and this is what happens when you have a good couple drafts right when you draft T.Y. Hilton you draft uh, Andrew Luck you draft Kobe Fleener you draft Dwayne Allen you have all these guys under rookie contracts Okay, it gives you flexibility and, and ability to go out there and get big name other guys. And now you're able to finally put somebody outside of T.Y. Hilton that is going to do a lot more damage than a Hakeem Nix or an aging Reggie Wayne. You are now going to put give Andrew Luck a running back who knows where to be to block for you all the time. Andrew Luck took a lot of hits last year that he didn't need to be taking. Frank Gore will not let him take those hits and gives you a, a legitimate... Inside the five yard line, downhill runner who scores touchdowns. Is is Bradshaw staying? He's. I, I believe he has a free agent deal as well. I don't know, or maybe they signed him for. Two if years. he stays, that is a that is probably the best uh, bodyguard, protect your Andrew Luck, your young asset kind of guy. And let's not remember. I mean, let's not forget. Let's remember. <laughs> uh, Frank Gore is a leader. That guy, even when he talks, I'm always like, I can't believe this guy's such a locker room, you know, stud and such a cornerstone of my favorite team. He's he's an interesting guy. He seems a little aloof. He's kind of an interesting guy to hear talk. But that guy works his butt off. He's a consummate professional. People is great at communicating with all his coaches. Great at communicating with his players and his teammates. 
He is a total leader. And let's be honest, Luck is only going into his fourth year in the league. They need all the leaders that they can get. And that's why I think when you bring in an Andre Johnson, hopefully he's a little bit better than he has been the last three years or so. What else year. do you have that's common about Andre guy. Johnson and Frank Gore, too? These are aging guys who are fighting for, for a title. Hungry. Okay? And, and where have the Colts been? In the playoffs every year that Andrew Luck has been there. Yeah. You know, Andrew just weakening the Texans, your biggest rival in that division. Correct. By so, taking Andre Johnson. And what else? What other competition do you have in that division right now? The Titans. By the way, really? retiring Jake Locker. Jake Locker. How about that? I, I mean, wish you the best of luck. A bunch, buddy. a bunch of 26, 27 year olds at the conclusion of their rookie deals just calling it quits, like concussions and injuries, and they say all that stuff's not. You know, affecting the game at the NFL level. I think now you can definitely tell that it is. I am tired of hearing about your dreams, Dewey Cox. You are a selfish dickhole. <laughs> I have a selfish dickhole. I'll tell you that. I do. Why, you don't guy. want anything else going in it? No. Only one thing? No, that dickhole wants to get in. He's very selfish. Give me that. Give me that. Give me that. That's I'm, fine. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little confused by this one now. What do you, what do you think? Like dickholes vagina, you putts? You don't want to talk about your dickhole. No. Dewey Cox's girlfriend was. I'm ready for six. Thank you. Hey, would you stop talking during the podcast, Nicole? I thought we talked about that. That wasn't a Dewey Cox. That was a Derek Cox. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about uh, Brian Hoyer. Hell, he wasn't. I thought he was going to come Talking about those Texans. Yeah, we'll just do the Texans. Hoyer signed with them. We know that uh, Resign Josh. Resigned Mallet. They, they re-signed Mallet? Yep. So so it's they, be I thought they were going to trade him, too. They were talk, there was buzz that he was going to get traded. Maybe to the Jets. The Jets are taking everyone. Uh, but Hoyer to the Texans, which is awesome. And then Josh McCown, who got cut uh, in the last couple weeks or week and a half. He's now in Cleveland. Now, I think that's a surefire sign to, for them to think that they still have something to Manziel. And they're going to use Josh McCown and hopefully the same in a way to rear him and, and, and teach him and give him guidance. Or the Browns are going to draft a quarterback. Or the Browns are going to draft a quarterback. And what's their draft pick? Uh, Twelve and nineteen, so I don't like their odds. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they they can't. If they do draft another quarterback after taking Johnny, right now you can't. I don't think you can. Mariota can easily slip to twelve. No, it's a bad pick to pick Mariota. I think. I, I I disagree. I think. The, I think it's. A, I think it's a bad pick as well. Yeah, I think they're going to be like, you know what, Johnny Football. We're still. Gonna, I think they're still in on Johnny Football. They got to build an offensive line. They got to build defense. They got to build a team. Teams that draft quarterbacks they the first to, round consecutive years. They need something to, that they a lot of teams dra- haven't done build, in the last ten years. One of them. Ever they just that? need to no, build a rehab facility that's attached to their athletic facility because I think Johnny gets it. I think they, he understands. Hey, Josh Gordon, Johnny Football. Like they, 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 they've got a new sponsor that's going to be kicking them some cash. Okay. And it's whatever rehab facility is closest to Cleveland. <laughs> well, the Malibu <laughs> Ranch. There was a, there was a, a quote that I brought up that I read on tw- Twitter or on some site from a from a scout that, that, that I think Johnny Football read, and he realized, wow, this really sums it up. And I said it on this podcast, but it was if Johnny Football is pulled together and stop partying, he's going to be out of the league in two years, and LeBron's going to lose his number. And I think he re- read that, and he's basically like, you know what? Partying's fun. I've got money, but I want to keep this little party going on for the next 30 years, Joe Namath style, meaning over the course of his lifetime. And I don't want to be a- another one of those guys like 
Cade McDown, Josh, uh, whatever couch, all these guys for the last 10 years, Harrington. Uh, that's where he's going to be. All, he could be. Get out of here, Dewey. What are y'all doing in here? It's called cocaine, and you don't want no part of this shit. Cocaine? What's it do? It turns all your bad feelings into good feelings. It's a nightmare. I'm thinking maybe I'd like to try me some of that cocaine. Cocaine. <laughs> it takes all your bad feelings into good feelings. It's a nightmare. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better oh myself. My God. Good times. I like this. Houdini, give us a, tell us what this music is. Music? Well, you I mean, you know, you, what the uh, audio is. Dewey Cox. Walk hard. The Dewey Cox story. So, nice. John C. Riley. Nice. And I am. Uh, I, the music that we're playing is the Rolling Stones. Both songs are from Bagger's Banquet. Uh, we started out with uh, Jigsaw, Jigsaw Puzzle, Puzzle. and uh, we're going to close out a little bit later with Parachute Woman. Sick album. Uh, I guarantee you, during the recording of that album, uh, the whole band was on a lot of cocaine. <laughs> All right, another free agent. Let's talk uh, Mallet stayed, Hoyer, we got that. Mark Sanchez, they signed, he, he stayed. Uh, he becomes only interesting in the sense that if you think that, that Bradford's going to crumble, then Sanchez is a guy that's also like, you know, if, you're, I mean, if, you, got, if you got screwed out on, on a late quarterback, right? Well, again, we talk about the handcuffs that are potential guys that could play. Sanchez is a guy that could end up playing. Yeah. I agree. Uh, any other quarterbacks that are, you know, there's guys. Uh, Vic Fitzpatrick is still. to the Jets? We said that. Fitzpatrick to the Jets. Vic's still a free agent. Um, God, there's not, there's not really that much great times I happening. Mean, you never have good times with quarterbacks and free agency. Let's, Gabbert let's resigned face again. They oh, only Peyton Manning. Yeah, that, that was like a miracle, like, gift, but Did you both see sides won. Did you see Gabbard's contract? No, no I didn't. Just, it's like two years, like one point five million. Nice league minimum. Yeah, I mean, hey. he's hey he's, man, it's more he's money we're making this year. I'm making up being seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, six hundred fifty thousand dollars to hold a clipboard. I'm doing it. God, to your from God's lips to your mouth my, to God's ears. My ears. Nah, like now God, God talking to you. I'm God in that one. Oh, okay. Hey, it's, like, it's like, hey, Jesus, what's up? Hey, God, it's me, Houdini. Uh, uh can you? Uh, Get this thing going for us, right? You know, make some money. I mean, guys. Pyro, God. Pyro. You know, right before this, we talked about Jordan Cameron re-upping with the Browns. Right. Now this but that changed. He's going to the Dolphins. What? So, Charles, did Charles Clay get signed the offer sheet by Buffalo? Probably. What? So, oh, Cameron, we were just surprised that Cameron stuck around. So, it was a He's trade? the Dolphins. For more money? So, he did... No, the same two-year, two 15, mil, $15 million deal. Now he's going to the Dolphins. We talked about it right before this podcast, and wow. suddenly the tables have turned. That's so incredible. Let me see if there's any. You want time. you want to hear some something really funny? Uh, you know, pot roast Terrence Knighton. Remember all that money he was saying he was going to get? One year, four million dollars from the Redskins. Doesn't pay to be out of shape. Pot roast pays to eat pot roast. Wow, that's it, you know what? This is interesting because. The last report on Charles Clay was three hours ago that the Dolphins are trying to sign him to a multi-year deal. So now I wonder if they're still trying to sign him or if they realized that they couldn't sign him and then they made this deal with uh, with Cameron. I'd rather have Cameron than Clay. I think I think Clay is more flexible, but it sort of side, uh, depends on what you want to do. 
Well, the other thing is because he's a, uh, what do you call it, the other teams can give him an offer and then the Dolphins would have to match. Yeah, transition tag. Right, transition tag. And, I, and the, the word I had heard because the Bills, it's all inter, interdivision stuff here too. So the Bills had dropped uh, by Iowa boy, Scott Chandler. Uh, so that opened up the need for them to have a tight end and then they were looking at potentially giving an offer to Clay that the Dolphins would not be able to match. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we talked about. Let's talk, let's move to a couple wide receivers. Randall Cobb took less money from some other teams. Smart guy. I mean, he got ten million dollars a year. How much less could he have been offered? I, I, that, I, I that, that's about what he deserves, man. Come on. I agree. Dollars. No, I'm not. Hey, I'm not. I'm not knocking. I love it. But he was a smart move. We talked about it before. If that guy leaves and goes and chases a contract, it literally almost every single team, other than maybe three or four in the league. If he if he had gone to you know New England, if he had gone to I don't even know you know other, uh, some other really past he was going to go he was potentially going to go he'd, he'd, he'd be out of the league in four years. Both the Raiders, yeah, or Raiders, or a lot of these teams, or Titans, whoever. If he went to any of these other teams, he'd be out of the league and be an unknown. He stuck with Rodgers. He got paid more than Jordy Nelson, so he got thirteen million in guarantees in his contract, right? Randall Cobb? Uh, out of 40? I thought he got a little more than Is that. Is it more than that? I thought he got about 22. Okay, 13 million to sign and a, and a bonus of, uh, of like 9 million or something so, like that? Yeah, something like that. So here's the thing, because you're right, I'm agreeing with you because what's the difference? All the difference is in the guaranteed money. That's always what they're chasing when they're going first. So if he had gone somewhere else, let's say over the 22, he would have gotten maybe 25, 28, 27. 27. Yeah. So that's what you're hiding. And I agree with you what you're saying, D-Rex, because he would be out of the league. This gives you a chance to play through this contract and potentially sign another contract. Plus, Randall Cobb's one of the youngest free agents, like on the market. Even more reason, 20, even more reason to stay old. with the greatest so, quarterback in the game right now, who's got the longest longevity. It's him and Andrew Luck who are the next ones, and and his is a lot more established than Andrew Luck at this point in time in his career. So, and Rogers got the type of game smarts, head, uh, work ethic to be able to stick around. He's got to be playing for you know at least till he's thirty five like, years like, old. More than that, he's going to be like he's going to be like Tom. Brady and Peyton Manning. I agree. And Breeze at least, that at least until 35. Absolutely. He's got, he's got time. Um, so, good move by Cobb. And also, people love playing in Green Bay. It's it's, it's a it's an no Illuminati. Pressure. It's it's a group. It's a group of just like this Unless small Unless you're Brandon Bostick. Yeah, right. <laughs> crickets, crickets. <laughs> but think about it. The, you don't have the media pressure that you get in New York or in Chicago or in some of these other, other big-time Here's cities. You're a hero. It's it's easy. You get the the, the biggest people Unless that are coming to get you. It's, it's Milwaukee. <laughs> the Milwaukee guys have to come up to Green Bay to cover you. And in the town of Green Bay, it's so damn small. Three hundred thousand people. Yeah, no, he's psyched. So, and this is a guy that comes from Kentucky. He's he, he, there you he's go. A, small he's town a middle, he's a middle American type of guy. Anyway. Grassroots. This is not a guy that, that, that's that's uh, a glitz and wants to be down in Miami like a Jordan Cameron. Amen to him and his Victoria's Secret hot as hell from North. Uh, Wait, which one by Old Orchard? What what town is that? Northbrook? No, that's North Skokie. Skokie from Skokie. His girlfriend's that hot broad Heatherton or something from the uh, Victoria's Secret. Well, then she's she born in Skokie. She lived in Skokie and went to uh, that's the greatest thing to ever come out of Skokie. Oh my God, doubt, no doubt about it. She's so hot. Hold <laughs> on, guys. We're gonna put the show on on pause for a minute. 
And uh, we're gonna look at this Sports Illustrated issue we have here. <laughs> is your dickhole talking uh, again? Uh, oh, D-Rex yes. is back in the bathroom. How you feeling, D-Rex? Derek Cox is back Derek in the Cox is back in the Derek's dickhole is taking over as the host of the Pyro Podcast for episode 3, show 167. I apologize. I'll be back next week. I guess Derek D-Rex is on vacation. Derek, Derek Cox here for you. What else do you need? I, how about if I get you a... Uh, a crow that could talk. And I teach them phrases that I say. Good morning, honey. But it'll be little crow talking. That's what you got. You got a little crow talking. You got a little crow talking? You know who else did some talking today? How about an Antonio Crow Marty? I don't like Ooh. And he went up and he re-signed with the Jets. Got got $32 million out of nowhere. Reunite with Todd Bowles. Reunite with the Jets. That's a real nice little contract for a man uh, who probably needs the money. Got a lot of kids. I don't know how to tell you this. I'm going to miss some things, okay? I'm going to miss some birthdays and some christenings. I'm going to miss some births, period, okay? Just unrealistic to think I'm going to be here for every time you have a baby. <laughs> but i got to get a paycheck, so I'm signing back with the Jets. And Remus did, too. You know, the Patriots had to cut him. You know, there's no way they could pay that one-year cap hit uh, and still manage to keep other players around. And... You know, chase the money. Whatever he says, his heart let him there. Yeah, my heart's in my wallet sometimes too. And yeah. it's called Friday and Saturday night when I'm at the bar. <laughs> you know what? The, the, the Jets to me, it's it's like they're a passionate guy. Think about the collection of players they have there. I I, I believe in the Jets. Edith, I am starting to think that maybe you don't believe in me. I do believe in you. I just know you're gonna fail. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I think with Revis, he made the right move. Obviously, I love the guy. He won the the, the Patriots. He helped win. Has the, anybody owned free agency more than Daryl Revis? No. God, that guy. <laughs> that gets guy. But he also, but check he his network. He always What's gets that cut. guy worth? Yeah, he always gets cut. <laughs> and remember the last three years that he played with the Jets, dude. He was in the hospital the whole time with his knee up. But at the end of the day, <laughs> I think one time. It was one ACL. It wasn't? Other than that, he was healthy. Okay. Uh, but with him, I think also, he's lucky because maybe he turns around they're worth a championship or whatnot, but now he doesn't have to deal with the hard work ethic that he, and the, the day-to-day grind and all that comes with the consummate professionalism that a Bill Belichick's going to make you live up to. He's going to have a lot. The expectations are a lot lower on an hourly basis as a New York Jet, and that could change with a lot of these free agencies, like Houdini said, but right now, you have to con- worry a lot less about working hard and doing your do your job. <laughs> your <laughs> when you're job. on the New York Jets, uh, with a new a whole new uh, scheme and a whole new team and a whole new grouping there, than when you're uh, sitting there on uh, with the Patriots and whatever those guys are doing on a day-to-day basis. It's got to be a, it's a whole different mindset. So, Amen to him. He basically just went from it's like what's that uh, that, that that book the uh, the four hour the four hour uh, workday by Ferris. There's a book out that's called the four hour workday. Okay. He basically was uh, Revis. Revis got a, a, a raise by twice as much and got to go from having to work ten hours a day to four. Beautiful. <laughs> Amen. Genius. You know, I, I don't know how else you're going to segue to the Buccaneers today. Uh, you just you did. did Chicago Bears. That's my segue for you. Chicago Bears 2.0. Uh, people keep like 
posting things about Chris Connie calling him a serviceable safety. And oh I keep asking them if they've ever watched a down of Bears football in their life. And have you ever been to a Bears game <laughs> when he let up some of the most disastrous plays you've ever seen while at a Bears game? And, 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 and how many games were you at where you saw him get concussed? Or how many games were you just leave with an injury in the first quarter? Concussion or not? <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're building a Chicago Bears, Tampa 2, Defense 2.0, down in Tampa 1.0, uh, with Henry Melton, you know, Major Wright, and crazy. Chris Conti, and you know, all these other guys that they got, and they they pretty much wiped the slate clean off of everybody they signed last year. See ya. Yeah, Remember how much of a success we thought they were last year in free agency? And, you know, definitely not anymore. McCallum's not going to, not there anymore. Uh, Anthony Smith or Anthony, uh, the right tackle. Uh, and then uh, Michael Johnson, all gone. And just light the slate completely clean. Light that slate clean. Like, Man. Crazy, crazy. You know, we crazy always said stuff. lovey knows how to, you know, do lovey. So yeah. they're, uh, it, it, if, if, when you think it's, of you know what, football, you know, you know lovey is lovey is the kryptonite. Here's the problem. Here's the problem, and this is where you know when organizations are in trouble. Okay, is that you let Lovey Smith come in as the coach? Who's the GM of that team? How did Lovey Smith convince them to bring all these guys in? The, the Bears are one of the worst defenses in the <laughs> ever, world right now. Ever. In the last couple of years. They're better because and these, those all these three guys, guys are gone. And all these guys were, were on the defense at one point in time when it was sucking ass. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Absolutely. I mean, major right, you know. Major failure. <laughs> major failure. Uh, Chris Conti. And, uh, <laughs> major pain. And, 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 well, you're, no, and you're in uh, the guy that you met. I met him. He came Milton. into your yeah. aunt's place. Yeah. And yeah. I delivered the season tickets, Hunter Melton. But he got hurt, though, so. Yeah, but that, he was a guy. That one I can but understand. That, he was then, a pro bowler yeah, who got hurt. He, but he was a pro bowler that got the benefit of, of playing alongside of Julius Peppers. There's a reason why certain guys put up numbers, and he's not yeah. a guy that ever is ever going to do anything on his own. Now, you know, I mean, maybe he benefits from Gerald McCoy. But is it they play the same position? Well, they're yeah, both three techniques. Is McCoy uh, healthy right now? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's probably the best or second best tackle in Florida now with Ndamukong Sue going to Miami. I mean, sixty million dollars guaranteed for well, fun. He, ra- of the sun. he rated out on like one of those the charts that they do like all this stuff. He was like the number three uh, defensive lineman uh, was was or uh, defense inside guy was. Uh, Let's talk about Gerald McCoy. And Sue. Did he actually sign the contract? <laughs> what Sue? Yeah, Sue signed it probably in a thong on the beach in Miami. For all I know. Oh jeez, that's an that <laughs> Are you lead. thinking about that? Yeah. No, my tickle thinking about that one. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, if he's wearing a thong, it's like a sumo, one of, a sumo wrestler. A sumo thong. diaper? Yeah, I can uh, see it that way. He's got the sumo don't, diaper. Don't, don't be putting thoughts like that yeah. out there. And let's not, How about I don't want you talking about my dick hole for the rest of the podcast. All right? All right for, for the both of you? It's mine. I don't want to do Don't you dare about. try to stifle me. Whose band is this anyway, you cocksucker? I'll punch you in the mouth. Both of you. Yeah. Let's settle settle down. Settle down. I wonder if that's what's going to happen between Ryan Matthews and DeMarco Murray and Darren Sproles and Chris Polk when they all fight for the ball. Because Ryan Matthews just pretty much signed on the dotted line now. They are going to to line them all up at the same time with Josh Huff and Jordan Matthews, and that's going to be... Is that a legal formation? (laughs) Why did Ryan Matthews sign with the Eagles for only 11 mil? 
Couldn't he have gotten that anywhere? And the opportunity I, seems Polk's got him is gone. He's he was, he was, right? That's the other thing. Yeah. He was gonna sign with them before Murray was yeah. like put on the it's 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 out like Murray a good signed deal it, and then he and he said then he thought he was gonna leave and and, and he stayed with it. Yeah, I, in my tears, I moved Ryan Matthews up to twelve yesterday. And like you gotta do it, you know, even with the injury risk behind that offensive line, there's things to like. And he's been productive when healthy. So yeah. So I think maybe that's what he's convinced that they are just going to run the crap out of the ball and he'll I mean, get his chances as well. And you know what? Sometimes it's easier to be a second guy and Murray's going to take all the pressure. You're not going to have to answer any questions about his his collarbones and his clavicles. Well, what about now that they do have Demarco and him, and there's and some other what? Where so if you had him 12 yesterday. Where are you moving him to tomorrow? Uh, back down around 40, probably. <laughs> Where's DeMarco? I mean, because I got to keep Sproles up. You know, I, I consider him like a Donald Brown luxury signing. You, you know, you don't really have a role for him right now, but after injuries, you might. And, you know, he'll probably get some play. Sproles is pretty bummed out, actually. You got to figure he's got to. I mean, well, he's still going to get his third he, down. He, he has a, listen, Murray is not like a major pass receiving threat. I mean, he's Ryan been okay. He's and Ryan Matthews has been okay in his, in his own, too, but they're not going. See, it's Chip Kelly is going to use him differently. So he'll be out there while those guys are, are playing. They're going to be out there at the same time with with either of those guys. Huh. All right. Um, what should we What should we talk? Let's talk. Still like Shane, better in the Saints offense. Shane Vereen going to the Giants. Yeah, how about yeah. it? He's going to a little bit of a crowded backfield himself. You know, they've got Rashad Jennings. They've got uh, Andre Williams, and he's definitely the best pass catching back. In that backfield. Well, Andre Williams so can't, he, can't catch a pass. He's a, so, he's a yes. goal linebacker only. So he has a built-in role. He is going to be the third down back. Uh, I think Giants running backs dropped like 10% of their uh, targets last season, which was by far the highest in the league. So he's definitely going to be an improvement in that area. Uh, so you got to like that, but is he still going to be schemed into they, the game plan like they, he they, was with They Patriots? will. Yes, they will. Because, look... You 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 look at what the weapons are and where the where the force of power is for the Giants right now. Okay, you, in the passing game, you're going to go ODB, you're going to go Victor Cruz, and then it becomes Shane Vereen. He becomes your third threat, and and Reuben Randall and Larry Donnell. I understand, but Vereen is actually your third threat. Remember where Vereen was a couple years ago before he got hurt? Was it like 79 targets or whatever it was through through eight games? It was just absolutely insane what he was doing. So well, I don't know what is, who what is insane that I've been doing. Val Verdes. What about my dreams? Edith, I told you I can't build your candy house. It will fall down. The sun will melt the candy. It won't work. <laughs> I mean... The thing is, with the Giants, they only throw it to the running backs like 16% but, of the But that's time. because who were the running backs they had to throw the ball to? Remember. Remember. Look, look, Rashad they, they, Jennings was a three-down back. Yeah, yeah, but that's He's not... He's the best running back sex, on the that's not, that's not who they were looking for. Remember, who was the guy they envisioned being what they're bringing Chamberlain in here to do? David Wilson. Yeah. It never happened. They, this is something that they've wanted. This part of that offense, that underneath guy, and, and Eli Manning is... is, is Amazing at the dump off. We saw how good he was doing it with Rashad Jennings. That's only more proof that he's going to do it that much better with Shane Vereen. So we like Eli this year. I, I like Eli. Yeah. Love him. We'll, we'll, t- we'll talk about 
that NASA us a little bit for reasons to like Eli. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about a couple. We'll move a little bit to tight end. Scott Chandler, cut. Uh, maybe he goes somewhere. He's actually a guy that's He'll been coming off. somewhere. He's been, call, he's been coming off of injury, pretty serious injuries, like every, the, year. The, every <laughs> year, and he still produces. So I think in a better situation, what he's been able to do on the Bills, given the fact that he's been under the radar, I've been impressed he, by he's, that. He'll be a good tight end, too, for somebody. If he ends up in the right situation, he could have fantasy value. But he'll, he'll probably, end up in Kansas City. He'll probably end up in Kansas City. Yeah, he could end up in Arizona up. for all I care. Yeah, you don't want him to be with your boy Kelsey. <laughs> no, I know you don't. I mean, at this point, let, let's talk about it. With Julius signing in Jacksonville, he gets bumped down you know, a couple spots. So, but it bumps up. Time. I'm not. I'm staying it, away from it. It moves Blake Bortles up a couple spots. I, sure. I don't disagree with that for sure. But Julius Thomas, you know the upper echelon of tight ends is thinning out because Jimmy Graham somehow got traded. We got to talk about that. Let's go. We got so we got two of the top, you know, the top two tight ends from 2012 or 2013 moving on, uh, going to new organizations. So, you know, Jimmy Graham. Me and Dog were talking about it through text message yesterday. He is not nearly going to be the same player he was in New Orleans. See, here's the thing, though. And as, a, as a person who's owned Jimmy Graham, yeah. you know, this is, this is, oh, it's not going to be the same thing. You know, it's Wasn't not been the same thing over the last two years. It's been shit. He over was, the last two? Yeah. The, uh, the Since first, that breakout year, and last, he, he, old, he had, that was two years ago. No, no, he, no, 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 no. Four years four, ago. And he had, it, last, it was two years ago that he I had, had him on my team. I won two a years ago because I got him with the tenth pick. Two years ago, he had the he first half, and then and then and then he got hurt, and, and, and his production dipped in half. The first half of the season was ridiculous, but then since then, and what I saw at the end of last season, he's a guy. They're they're in the in the goal line situations against the Bears. He's not on the field. Not Josh the field. Hill's on the field. He wasn't even on the field. And I had this. I was like, wow, and and what is they're going on Monday Night Football? They're going. It gives you shingles. And, yeah, and, yeah. and the announcers going, well, this is where you got Jimmy Graham out there, so you could. Well, Jimmy Graham's not on the field. It's on. It was maddening. He had Mad- sixteen touchdowns and twelve hundred and fifteen yards two years, two years ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. What, did, what did it do? Give me give me his last. Give, read off the last nine games, eight games of the season. You want the half splits? Go for Just it. Just do game split and look at the end. <laughs> I mean, he he was he he had a, a, a not twice as good first half as he did second. Ah, uh, he was lame. The only it was, he, it was a touchdown or two touchdowns every week in the first half. So I agree with you. Jimmy Graham is he's he's spelunking. His draft position is going to go down. Because, but the thing is, he's still probably a top two or three player at the position. I don't disagree. But he's been going. In the late in the first, no, no, in no the second, tight end. He's maybe right. in the third round. I, I'm for not the last saying three I'm years. drafting. Right, that's He's not no what I'm saying. First round draft, but yeah, in, in no a tier a sheet, second round pick. In a tier sheet, you're gonna mark him up, and he's gonna be no doubt, no, no, no doubt, tier no, two no, tight end. No, no, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. No, 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 we're talking value, there. value benefits. I, I disagree that the value is not there anymore. Well, so you, so you, want, you, want to, you want to take Jimmy Graham in the second round. No, I don't want to take him. But you did last year. No, I didn't. In the second round, I might have taken yeah. him. But. At the end of the second round, point. you're happy to get What I'm it. saying is, where you're saying moving to Seattle is bad, I disagree. I think it's actually probably pretty good for him. Because they now re-signed Marshawn Lynch. 
that helps. That helps uh, 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 Jimmy Graham. He is the best target that they have. They did not have anyone that they could throw the ball to in the red zone. He will automatically no longer be taken off the field in the red zone. Let's be honest. Jimmy Graham's the best receiver that the Seattle Seahawks have had since Brian Blades. Brian Blades. I mean, I'm not even kidding. Who? Joey yeah. Galloway. Yeah. Yeah. Who? That's before Brian. No, Joey Galloway since. But Joe Br- Blades was Blades. actually had a nice four or five year career. Was, he was my man. Uh, Galloway had a good one you or two. Remember Brian Blades? No way. Who? Yeah, he was on Technable. Right, yeah, he, Brian Blades. <laughs> no way he knows him. But literally, that look at that team. His brother. I well, think well, of one player that they've had that has been you, amazing you, at the position. Hold on, wait, you remember, for, you remember for Brian, that one season? Was it Brian Blades' brother or was his cousin? Benny Blades. Benny Blades. Benny Blades. Remember Benny Blades? No. Who? Yeah. He played for the Lions. Did, wasn't he a murderer, Benny? Was he? Maybe that he was Brian. really Benny Brian. No, Brian. <laughs> one, of them, one of them did something. <laughs> no, he used, he used guns. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys. Brian, oh, murder humor. Brian Getz. Kid, Brian Getz. No, Benny Getz. <laughs> but Jimmy Graham. Bernie Getz? <laughs> Bernie Getz. There you go. More killers. Hey. Definitely has a chance for probably double digits. Lacey? Eddie Lacey? Uh, John Wayne Gacy? What? <laughs> oh, God. Go guys, on, guys. Re- refocus. Hold on. We got it. Murder, 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 murder. I mean, Dahmer, murder. <laughs> there's, de- Dahmer. there's definitely a chance for double digit touchdown from Jimmy Graham again. He's definitely their best. For sure. Uh, Which target in makes the him zone. a, a top tier. No, he's still number one, number one wide. Him and no, Gronk is number, number one. Number two, three. He's number two. Who, who's three? He's number two. He's number two. Who's he's number two. I, the I problem is your, number I might three. Take your boy over him. The who pro- just got a, a Greg new Olson, contract. Yeah, I, he's right there. I mean, the, the stability is there. Number three would, or four. I would rather have Olsen in the fourth round than a Jimmy well, Graham. And in the you second. know with this, and here's let's just say this, sure. as we dissect it real fast. The Greg Olson, while you do is every year since he's been in Carolina, it's over 100 targets, and he had over 100, he had 129 last year. One of, the oh, things, one of the things about Seattle, though, is they just don't throw it to the tight end as much as you think. Uh, you sort of think that they're always throwing it to the tight end. Uh, yeah, just commonly, they they don't seem to throw it to their wide receivers a lot. It seems like well, they're targeting one of their eight tight ends they have I, on the roster every week. I disagree, though. Do you throw it that they always throw the tight end? I mean, it's common perception no, that people they don't. think they well, throw it to the tight perception. end. I'm thinking, name me a tight end that's come out of... Seattle. It's just Zach Miller's it's all had the some tight nice games. Now he's a bear. And Luke Wilson. And is he a bear? He's a bear. Really? I, I didn't see that. Yeah, Zach. But he, they only throw it to the tight end eighteen percent of the time. And you know, the Saints were up there throwing it to Jimmy Graham and see, Josh Hill. Jimmy Graham is six percent. But Jimmy Graham. So he's transcendent. Jimmy Graham is a different. I'm looking at him. It says TVD. I thought they signed him. I must have read Jimmy Graham is a different. It's a different type of guy. Like whenever you're looking at. Who the guy was there the year before? What percentage they threw to him? Okay, well, what percentage did uh, the the Falcons throw to the tight end before Tony Gonzalez came there? Because I'm going to guarantee you, when Tony Gonzalez came there, the amount that they threw to the tight end the next year probably went up by about eight to ten percent. Yeah, that's true. Definitely so. So expect that to happen with Russell Wilson's going to go. Which I love means me some Jimmy Graham. Which means we're taking away targets from other guys. Right, but so nobody on that team ever got but targets. But no, yeah, anyway. we didn't like any of the receivers on the team otherwise. So yeah, I agree Doug with Baldwin was always valuable-ish. Yeah. Oh, Wide receiver like three, flex, bench one. Yeah. Let's let's think about this. I agree. It'll be interesting. Let's see how this thing plays out. 
Um, How bad is it for fucking Christine Michael that goddamn Marshawn Lynch resigns? These kids never getting a chance. Yeah, to play. never, get, never getting a shot. Uh, let's talk about an under the radar guy that I think if Jordan, uh, not Jordan Cameron, if uh, Jordan Reed keeps having these issues, he might be out of the league real soon. Uh, uh, Niles Paul, a guy that had actually a, a, a nice, nice few games there last year. He's a smaller, more wide receiver type guy. He get re-signed with the Redskins. We don't know whether RG3 is going to be the guy. Maybe we're... RG3 is the guy? I think so, but Mario, I was watching the NFL Insiders, and they're thinking that they might go for Mariota, well, which that I think would be hearing, a huge mistake. But everything that I've been hearing is like the articles, Jay Gruden does not like RG3. Yeah. Like, this does not like him. Why would you? Right. So that's why I, you can't, I can't buy in anything... Any stability and belief of, of him. I saw the funniest thing. It's got to be hard to be RG3 where when he won the Heisman and within the year before that and the year or two after that when he was rookie of the year in the league, he could do no wrong. Obviously, the last three years have been a, or two years have been a totally different story. But he, he put up on Instagram or on Facebook or Twitter, all of them, his workout routine, which he's always done. He's a hard worker. There's no question about it. RG3 is a hard worker. But his his program, he was like running with it. He was he was pulling a big uh, semi tire, uh-huh. and he had it around his waist, and he's doing this stuff. Jordan's trainer, you know his name, Tim Grover. Yeah, Tim Grover responds like on Twitter, on Facebook. It's like RG three. You're doing it all wrong. Like you, you're, you're making, you're putting all your, your, your. Let me help you. He's like, you are putting all the pressure on your lower back by that, by that workout. It's like you're working hard. You're not, you're, you're not working right and hard. You're working stupid and, and it, it was hilarious reading this. Like, could you imagine me in RG3? He's like trying to take a picture to show how hard he works in the offseason, and like the foremost, de facto, workout trainer guy, Jordan's, Jordan's right guy. hand man. Yeah. This guy is Jordan's guy. They were together every day. Jordan woke up and was with this guy at 6 o'clock every morning. When Pippen and him would work out, Tim Grover was in the room sitting there like just picking apart the way he's working out. It's like, ugh, he can't win. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's go. I think that's enough with tight ends. I'm gonna just Jermaine Gresham, still a, a free agent. Sounds like o- Oakland's. I Oakland's what they're saying, yeah. Oakland's interested in grabbing him. I think Oakland. How about Oakland? They got all the money in the world. They didn't sign anybody, and they have to sign people, right? Because they have to get to the. You have to get to the minimum. So they have to uh, sign people, or else you just give away the, the money to, end up to the players. All the schlock at the end. I would just sign people for giant one-year deals. <laughs> I don't, if, yeah. if they're going to act like this and the way that they drafted it, why wouldn't you just offer some stuff up and just trade to take on some bigger contracts? And, and that's one of the things they were force, saying that force could happen. better players to come there by, by making a trade. That's I one like of the that things they're saying that could happen. It's like, hey, offer you know the Giants a fourth round pick to take on all of Victor Cruz's contract or something along those lines, you know, just to get yeah. over this. Why wouldn't you go player? after the top players and go? You know what? It's an expensive contract for them right now, but I'd like to have that contract. Yes, go out and get the three guys that way and give up, and you can do it because they've always been the team that when they, they traded Randy Moss for, what, a, 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 what they get a fourth-round pick for him? or Well, me- remember what they traded yes. to get him. They, got the, they traded to get him, just one the linebacker from uh, Northwestern. Oh, that's right. Uh, so they made a good deal to get him, so it didn't really matter okay, if they got nothing right. for him on the way out because they traded like this guy that was going to be out of the league in two years. That's how much the, uh, the, the Vikings at that point were ready to part with Randy. Uh, 
And I remember the first, the, I remember the first play he made on the Raiders. On the, it was he was on the Wednesday night. They were the Raiders were on the kickoff Wednesday. I think it was the Raiders against the Chargers. If I and this is Randy Moss, still still younger and in his prime. He was on that. It was he was the reason probably that why they got that kickoff game. His first play, he made the sickest deke for like a seventy yard touchdown, and then he was injured like three games later. It was <laughs> terrible. But I remember I had him. I drafted him. I'm like, come on, Randy, you're still gonna be good on this shit team. First play, was like, made this Duke and went all the way. And I remember me and all my boys watched I'm like, it's fucking Randy Moss, guys. Doesn't matter if it's on a crap team. What about uh, your boy Tory Smith ending up with your team? Yeah, I, I hate that signing. But hold on one second. Before we do that, a little further back, not to put you on the spot, Stags, but tell me the reasoning and the rules of the NFL that now certain teams, like the Raiders, there was a couple other teams you mentioned that have a lot of money right now, and they have to spend it. Give, give our listeners kind of a, an overview, brief overview, layman's uh, dummy version of, of what's going on in the NFL okay. with, these, with these salaries. After the lockout a couple years ago, the NFL signed a new collective bargaining agreement, which basically stated that 89% of cash of the salary cap had to be spent over a four-year period. This is year three of the four-year period, uh, and then after that, another four-year period will begin. If you don't spend over your 89%, you then have to take the remainder, the difference. Uh, so if you spend 79, uh, you have to take that remaining 10% and give it to the players' union. 21%. For them to redistribute. Right. Uh, no, it's got to get to 89 you oh, just gotta get oh, to 89. 89. I got you. You gotta give them the 10% in cash. Okay. And to where the, do they give that? Where do they put that? And then they funnel it back to the players. The, like equally, every the player. The NFLPA has the right to do whatever they want with that See, money. They, they, as they, long as it's in the, the NFLPA account. They've not bargained well, the players. No, that's a great. Yeah, that, no, no, that's, no, that's, that that's one's great, but there's a lot of other things that they did not yes, bargain very well. This one's great. On. So basically, you know, if they don't spend this money, they're going to be making a nice donation for <laughs> nothing in terms of play on the field. That's so, crazy. hey, you know, Jaguars opened up their pocketbooks for a guy like Jared Odrick, for a guy like Julius Thomas, who they're giving, you know, like a $16 million contract to this year mm-hmm. with a lighter load in the end. In order, they're front-loading these contracts. So a lighter load in the end. I thought we agreed that we're not going to talk about my penis anymore. <laughs> I, I I wasn't aware of that fact about your penis. I'm sorry. What hey, the fuck I was he talking about? <laughs> sorry, play it again. What the fuck was he talking about? I don't know. Sometimes we don't know. That's what makes it fun around here at the Pyro Podcast. So yeah. You know, guys have money to spend, and some of these guys can't even give it away. Well, the thing is, I hope that that money doesn't go to the players directly. I hope, oh. I hope it goes to like the player pension fund or something for all you, the you other hope. guys. That it are, goes to the NFLPA, and that's right, all right, retired really players. Right, right, goes to the guys. Goes to the guys that really need I'd the like money. Right that. I can't move I'm, around. I would really hope those. it goes to those guys that really need the money. I, I'd hope so too. I mean, you know, they're, they've got no other source of income. You might as well take money from the Raiders. 80% of the NFL, probably even more, probably more like 90 or 85% of the league, needs money after they retire. NFL players, there's so far and few between people that can carve out a 10-year career and actually make money. And now they're actually paying you. They were really paying you about eight years ago. But 
Think about the old school guys, the guys that we grew up with. Holy crap, these guys were making nothing. I had 14 surgeries. I'd love to see Jerry Rice's contracts compared to uh, even even in Andre Johnson. But, but how does this make you feel as a fan, right? If you're a fan of this team, and the team that did this last year was the Jets, who had was it 60 million uh, in, in 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 space to spend. That's why they ended up going after the Percy Harvard and doing it because they had to do it. Otherwise, they were going to owe some money after a certain point in time. Yeah, the Jets, they yeah. still. That's why they're you know loading up. Loading up right now because they, they have, they're doing the all right. Well, at least, yeah, people are taking their money. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, because they did it last year, they paid Chris Johnson, they paid, they paid all those guys. Everyone was lauding what they did, and they cut them all. You know, so it's like, and it could be the same type of thing again this year. But the thing is, what if you're a fan of one of these teams, and you're going when you realize how much the NFL and all these fucking teams make on the TV deal? That all you need to do, you can just, you don't have to put a goddamn butt in the seat at your stadium. You can just fill a roster, pay the full fit salary cap, and you're still going to make money as an organization. As a fan that just says to me, fuck you. What the hell are you not doing? Why aren't you getting in the game? Do you want lower ticket prices or something there, Houdini? What are, you, Good luck. what are you advocating for? Well, we live in Chicago. It's actually pretty easy to get into a Bears game for not too expensive. Well, well that's because they're terrible. I've Only found... now. When they're, when they're good, no. You're, it's, it's an impossible uh, ticket course, to get. Of course. Okay. Tory Smith. Speaking of Soldier Field, by the way, uh, the interjection, the greatest news I got uh, while I was on vacation. It was a longer ago than that. My oh. buddy sends me, uh, Corey sends a me a text ticket? message, I'm going to the last dead show at Soldier Field on, on Sunday, July 5th. Nice. I don't think I'm going to go unless I get a miracle, bro. I'm going to I'm gonna be making some uh, kind veggie uh, I, grilled cheesies out there. Grilled cheese sandwiches. Miracle And me. hopefully I get a miracle. If not, I'm gonna not going to see Jerry. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, Trey. Trey. Well, it's going to be awesome anyway. We, we, he's got, like I guess, the, the better, he, he put in the mail order for the better seats only. only. So, hopefully they good seats. Well, we're 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 show, man. It's awesome. Congratulations. That's sick. That's fun. I went to the and, last, and by the way, I went I'm to like, like, two shows People in Mexico are like, what the hell? Sick. Didn't know what the hell I'm doing. I was just, I was, I was, I was going nuts. No, it's awesome. I read. I bought buddy. a round for everyone at my all inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> and then tipped the waiter two bucks. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing, I, uh, one of my deadhead buddies sent me today uh, an email about a, an article that's right now in Rolling Stone about uh, Robert Hunter, who's the longtime Jerry yeah. Garcia collaborator, wrote a lot of the Grateful Dead's music and lyrics. Uh, but he he sent me this today, this morning. He's like, check out this article. As you fans probably know, I'm a huge Jane's Addiction guy. Jane's Addiction is my band. When we, when we were freshmen, or when I was a freshman in, in college, this album, uh, this this like uh, Grateful Dead album, where a bunch of the popular bands at that time did covers for the Grateful Dead. I'm spacing the name of the album right now. But he sent me this art, this article, and I read through it. And he was like, "You got to make sure you read the whole article. There's something that you're going to go crazy about." But the Jane's Addiction on that album did a song called Ripple. Oh, they did Ripple. Amazing, okay. amazing song. And they closed it out with the other one. Nice. Yeah. And the Robert Hunter is like, so what are some of your favorite, uh, you know, covers that you've done and covers that people have done of Grateful Dead? And he's like, well, I think my favorite collaboration and cover with uh, Jerry or whatnot was was probably uh, Ship of Fools, uh, which is an Elvis Presley mm-hmm. song. And he's like, on the fact that people that played and covered uh, Jane's or uh, Grateful Dead music, that song, that Ripple version by Jerry uh, by Jane's Addiction, he's like, when I heard that, I spit my gum out. There you go. Sick. All right, enough Grateful Dead. Us crunchy hippies here over at Pyro. 
But we do love this shit, and that's awesome. Uh, them coming back is, is a huge thing. Grateful Dead, if you don't know them, if you don't listen to them, this is an institution. More, more of my friends love and live by the Grateful Dead and listen to that Sirius or XM channel on a daily basis than you could ever imagine. I think I might adjourn to another dimension, take some LSD. You care to join me? Yeah, let's do that. Care to join us for some LSD, do we? It's mm. good for you. It, by scientists, it is. Lysergic. I think I want to do some of that LSD. Yeah, talking about Grateful Dead, talking about LSD. I wonder what the segue was there. <laughs> <laughs> Grateful Dead, LSD. And they go hand Val in hand. Nice. All right. With the monster Dewey, low carb. You've been living clean for three years now, and it's done you a world of good, has it not? Look, I know I've had my trouble with drugs in the past, but I'm addicted to coke, weed, booze, lewds, and speed, not LSD. Nobody gets addicted to LSD. It was invented by scientists. Ringo Starr just told me. I heard that doing LSD can awaken your demons. <laughs> I ain't got no demons gonna get woke. <laughs> If you promise it'll just be this one time, okay. Let's go drop acid with the Beatles. <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. So, so I think the last thing we really need to cover is the Bills and the things you know. There's they, a couple players I want to go up, but do your thing. Uh, you know, first off, they traded for Matt Castle a day after you know shocking the world for Lashawn McCoy. Uh, Castle, yep. By the way, serviceable. Did you did you, maybe? Did you, did you no. see Shady Sorry. on uh, NFL Network? No. You didn't see the interview. No. So they're like, uh, so you know, you know, they asked about Frank Gore. Is this, this before the contract signed or before, after? This is before Gore signed. He's with he signed with Buffalo. He had just finished his press conference with Buffalo, and then the NFL Network he gets kicked to the side, and so he's doing an interview with the guys on the NFL Network, and they're asking him, so you know. Uh, we heard Frank Gore, you know, you and Frank Gore are close. He's like, yeah, I told him, don't you sign in Philadelphia, I'll kill you. No, 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 no. I, I, I was just kidding, right? I told him the truth. I told him, you know, but I, you know, you know, and then he's like, he basically was like, I, I told him he'd have a good time there, but, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Frankie. So, well, he's, but so everyone in Indianapolis, everyone that's a Colts fan, you better send a bouquet flowers to, to Shady McCoy and his new Buffalo address because he's the reason why you got Frank Gore. That's a good point. That's awesome. Uh, go on. More Buffalo stuff. That's all you got? You know, Kiko Alonso for LaShawn McCoy. It started off, that was the, you know, unofficial kickoff of trade season even though they weren't allowed to the do frenzy. it. The frenzy. Weren't allowed to do it till Tuesday. But hey, you know, just send in that message, whatever you want it to be. But, you know, for LaShawn's, you know, fantasy value, not sure it changes much. You know, he loses that... Who's his coach now? He loses that fact... Ground that, and pound. Uh, yeah, there's that. I mean, but it's not like Ch Chip Kelly didn't run the ball. True. But Chip Kelly did start to take the ball out of his hands at the goal line. So you're going to get him the ball at the goal line again. You're not going to have to worry about that. Uh, he's going to get a full workload... You know, he's one of the few remaining workhorse backs in the league. So, he's going to be probably a first or second round pick. Uh, and, you know, he's definitely the best running back that Rex Ryan's had to work with. And, you know, remember so, Thomas Jones the first couple of years? So, they here, were together, here's the up numbers? I do, and here's one thing I, I know about Thomas Jones. Thomas Jones was like an old man river in the game who was just like a freak. Like, the guy was, you know, workout 
freak. Yeah. And now look at uh, who and a and a, uh, and a club and a strip club and a, mm-hmm. and a regular club freak. Make that it a rain. Had, he always had fourteen chicks around with him. Doing it well. Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> who's the I'm guy that? Who's Old Man River? I'm Buffalo. That was their best running back the last two seasons. Fred Jackson. Fred Jackson. Now, does what does this do for Freddie Jackson? It hurts. You know, we're, definitely. We're definitely all the value that he had. But it's also one of those things where, look, if it is a Rex Ryan type of an offense, it is going to lean heavily on those running backs. And don't worry. I think in some regards, it's Fred Jackson is still going to become that really sneaky player that you can draft because I still like him. He's going to fall. People are just going to forget about him. And you know. They he, always do. He's, and he's just productive. Every year. He's just productive in this offense and the way that it goes. And having Shady McCoy there to take all the pressure off and him be able to come in when the defense is, is, is more tired now. I lo- Is McCoy a, a good deeper sleeper pick? For, is McCoy a guy that can get 25 carries? He's what he said. And run and run. Four yards a carry. Uh, he doesn't need 25 so. carries. He needs, about him. he needs 25 touches. And that's what he said when he was on that interview, too. He's like, I know that I'm going to get 25 touches a game. I'm on a lead back. That's what he said. So 25 touches. If he's, well, that's 19 carries, 18 carries, and seven, six, seven catches a game, that's what it should be. I was surprised at how much Chip Kelly ran him and took away his effectiveness of what he, he was as a receiver. he wasn't running the ball well at all. Right? right, and he was such an effective receiver two years ago before Chip Kelly got there. Yeah. Yes. He needs, and the thing that scares me about him, and I like him because of the Rex Ryan thing, and I agree with you, he is going to be the, the, the cowbell running back in that situation in Buffalo. Um, I, I'd like to ask you, is their offensive line good? Is that a great situation? or their, is it? Their offensive line is not great. Okay. I mean, you're definitely having a downgrade in the offensive line situation. So the only thing that's going to make up for that is touches. Uh, Catches out of the backfield. Yeah, which, but they may address their offensive line in the draft now that they've gone after all these other positions. Yeah, I definitely agree uh, with that statement. we just got to see them do a little bit more on their line. But, you know, I like Shady. I don't like him as the number one pick like we liked him last year. Uh, but, you know, Shady's had up and down touchdown numbers. And that's really affected his fantasy value. Because going back a couple seasons, he had, what, 24 touchdowns that one year. And then the next year, he had, like, six. So let's, think, right, let's think about and this. Last, last year, what was it? Five? Or yeah, last year it was five. The year before that was, like, 14. 13 or 14, 14. right. Here's what I'm going to say, though. I, I Don't you feel that it's going to go up, right? Because the quarterback situation is still very iffy. In, in, Castle or E.J. Manning. Or E.J. Manning, right. You don't so get much more iffy than that. Correct. You do have a young budding star in Sammy Watkins, okay, who we like. But with Rex Ryan, who we're talking about here, when it gets down to the red zone, this is the difference. Chip Kelly, it's the same thing that uh, for another guy that's not on the team anymore, Jimmy Graham. All of a sudden, he just something happened where they lost favor with whatever the coaching staff that was calling the offensive plays wanted to do. Well, he said- and Rex Ryan's going to want to go. I know what Shady McCoy can do. He's a guy that can score 17 touchdowns a year, and he'll give him the ball. But if he doesn't, and, and, and he's goal line coming up short... Fred Jackson. Fred Jackson. Correct. And I, but Shady will get first chance. You know what? It, because it's like, it's like what, what, what Andy Reid did when he, when he came over to, uh, uh, to Kansas City, and he said to Jamal, Jamal Charles, you're my guy. 
Okay, and 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 that's what shady was for Andy Reid. So Rex Ryan's no more, and he he can recognize that, and he can still go back to being there. Well, you remember there was news that uh, Ladainian Tomlinson, NFL now coming out of retirement. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> was told by Shady a couple months ago. He thought he was going to get traded. He, he Shady went to him and was like, "I think I'm going to trade it." He fe- he's like, "Me and for better or worse." I think right now in this situation, I'd say it's for better. Him and Chip Kelly had a falling out. Chip Kelly cooled on me, and that makes a lot of sense. He thinks he's the best running back in the league. Chip Shady, Kelly thinks Shady he's the smartest does. coach and in the league. Chip Kelly thinks he's the smartest coach in the league and wants to spread it around. And those two things didn't mix. So it, it, I think it's it's exciting to see. I will say this right now. I personally, at where he's going to be going, which I think will be a top five, top seven pick, I will not have Shady McCoy after I. Drafted him in two leagues or one league last year. He's not going to be on any of my teams. I'm staying away. It's not going there. Right. He's one of those guys. Not that even the way that you'll, you'll not going to experiment. With you, this you'll one. have him if he if you can find him in the second round. If he which fall. isn't going to happen. Right. That's what I'm saying. You're you're relegating yourself to saying I only want him at this point, and I know he's not going to get to me, so he won't be on my team. I would love him in mid, middle second Correct. round. Correct. Love him, but right. it's not going to happen. Couple quick guys. We'll talk about it. Running back, uh, Mark Ingram. Re-signed, re-signed four-year deal, and then now you know they're talking about they're talking to Reggie Bush. Who else? Well, they bring him back home too. Who else? Who else are they thinking? Uh, Just any pass catcher. So they're talking about C.J. Spiller. Spiller, that's it. So Spiller's talking to him too. So Spiller, if Spiller comes back there, Ingram's like, "Why the fuck did I sign here?" And if well, Spiller no, comes Ingram, back there, Kerry Robinson's done. And, uh, no, it doesn't really Robinson's already done. Ingram, already done. Ingram is the guy they want to have be their, their main back. What they know about Ingram is they can tell you like they told you all last year, like you were telling me, I believe, in the offseason. <laughs> last year. Ingram's catching the ball. Ingram's catching the ball. I said, no, it'll still be Pierre Thomas. Ingram doesn't catch the ball. So Pierre gone. Pierre gone. Now you're going to either bring in CJ or Bush. I do think they want to bring in Bush just because of familiarity with with uh, 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 Sean Payton. Bring it's him just back home, the contract. and because you won't have to pay him as much, right? I mean, basically, here's what happened: the Saints were like sixteen million dollars over the cap because of Breeze. They had to get under the cap by you know start March of the league year, or whatever, yeah. By the start of the league year. So see you later, Jimmy, and then you know see you later, Ben Grubbs, and you know. Now that offensive line's deteriorating a little bit. And word is today, the Saints are going for a complete retool. Well, Everybody on the, is on the block except for Drew Brees and Brandon Cooks. Okay, there you go. So, Kenny Stills was in trade rumors today. You know, pretty much a big number of teams. Uh, you know, Kyle Long from teams the Bears. Kyle Long from the Bears advocating that the Bears go out and trade for Kenny Stills. Yeah, and, uh, instead of instead know, of the Eddie Royal who we did sign. Oh, we didn't even talk about Eddie Royal. I know, guys. Eddie Royal, guys, guys. <laughs> Sorry, Eddie Royal. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> well, Roy Helu signed with the uh, Raiders. Last guy I'm going to talk about. Um, yeah, I'm just we're good. Happy oh, Stephen Jackson. I'm Steven just Jackson. Happy Where's that guy to go? Is he retiring? No, nowhere. He's done. He may he may be one of those guys who just. Just I'd like him more than like Michael Bush. He may not want to retire. He may not want to retire, but he just may not find a job. The thing is, at certain points, these guys are so big and so slow that they just need to, you know. Well, Verde, full time instead of running. Wow, this LSD is all right. I like being a trippy cartoon. Did we just call 
Valverde big and slow. I, I, I don't think that's a fair to him. <laughs> no, I said when you're done and you don't want to, and you can't play anymore because you're big and slow, you just are going to drink a lot of Valverde's. Hey, <laughs> only time will tell. I'm young and spry, and I'm still <laughs> drinking a lot of Valverde's. Slowly, one Valverde at a time, getting myself closer to slow and lumbering. He's got a nice yeah. thing. He's not so bad with the singing and the playing and the shaking of the tukas. <laughs> All right, so we're basically done with running backs. We're done. I think we're pretty close. Okay, I want to talk about a couple wide receivers. Crab, pa- Crabby Patty. Crabby. With the uh, what's gonna what's gonna happen with that guy? I'm gonna be honest. If you guys think that Torrey Smith at that money is better than re-signing Crabtree at a lot less. I'm not happy. I don't know what the 49ers are doing. I don't know what the 49ers are doing. Here's the thing, guys. I think think you've got Colin Kaepernick with the laser rocket arm who could sling it downfield, but nobody who can run downfield fast enough to get open. But so they're well, talking about they're talking what? about as if it's Tory Smith Come with Golden Kaepernick on with the, the, other the with the gun arm who can't hit anybody that's ten yeah. yards away from him. And a guy that's not a great catcher. Basically, you've got a guy who's been catching passes from in Flacco who throws up some buttery <laughs> nice deep right. balls. The only I mean, that guy, that guy said, might be inconsistent and not a great fantasy player. But when that yeah. when that rock, when that ball comes out of his sling, it looks pretty. And when he catches it, he's not he doesn't have to do much. To be honest, Smith has dropped probably around eight awesome plays from Flacco over the last four or so years. If you don't like this signing, you can only blame Anquan Bolden. He's the reason why it happened. I agree, but so correct. He so, called him up. He said, "Do not sign this guy." I'm happy. You know, good for you, Tory Smith. That's a lot of money. What, forty-four million or something? Maybe it was forty over five years, but still a lot of money. A ton of dough. A lot of money. Ton so of dough. Where, so what's where's Crabtree? Who's interested in this guy? I'm not. I haven't him. heard. A whisper, which makes me think he's injured right now. Where's Where's uh? But he's denied. Where's his offensive coordinator? Where's his offensive coordinator? The Greg Roman. Where did he uh, end up? Buffalo. Look out! He's going to Buffalo. Maybe. I like that. Then you put him and Watkins together with uh, what they got going on there with Shady, and all of a sudden you got Boy, some. Put to you the slot with tight end. You know, hey. the, you know who the 49ers dropped either today or yesterday. Stevie Johnson, yeah, the right. guy they got from Buffalo. Yeah, they're hey, talking, about, they're talking about him Johnson. going to the Browns. I, I'm thinking I the Browns know. are going to start calling all the teams or all the wide receivers now, trying to get Crabtree's best off signing a one-year deal. I just want to get Stevie Johnson. Well, so that, I have, have, that doesn't work. I want to have. Got to get money now. I want to have the all-wide receiver team of guys that wear glasses with no lenses. <laughs> Did he wear the clear glasses? Did Which he, one? Stevie Johnson. Did he yeah, wear, he's like, got a pierced cheek. He's got a lot of weird stuff, but I like that guy. But I like Crabtree more. And right now, fuck it, the Bears should sign that guy. Sure. You just got rid of. You just got rid of. He's not going to be expensive. I would lo- Crabtree. If you're listening to the Pyro Podcast, which I know call Ryan you Pace are, on the phone. <laughs> we tell, need you to call. Tell him he'll take a better min- minimum deal for one year. Dude, take a three year and get out of here. All right, Dwayne Bowe's still around. I think we're good. Pierre well, Dwayne Gar- Bowe's going to be gone. Last okay. guy, Pierre Garcon. What's going to happen with this dude? Two, not the second last guy. What's happening with Pierre Garcon? Another guy. This is one of those it, free look, agent. Everything else, a lot of dust is going to settle before these guys. Before these guys are are going after it's it's. These are also Pierre Garcon is not a guy that's been locker room happy guy. Yeah. You know, so even when he had man, a lot of, had a ton of talent and then, and you know probably thinks that he's a lot better than he is. So Two years ago, he was had a great beast. Yeah. He was. Last year, total disappointment. Total disappointment. So I don't all. 
All I'm hearing about Pierre Garçon is they're asking him to restructure. I have not heard they're actually going to go out and release him. Well, he's an, he's a, no, he's an unrestricted free agent right now. Unless the NFL.com uh, is wrong, Pierre Garçon, wide receiver, unrefreshed. They would have had to take. I haven't four, heard his name though. They, have, they had to take a four point four million dollar cap hit to release him this season. So I don't think so that's he's it. probably staying put. It says he's a, restri- he's a free agent. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just going I'm, by NFL.com. I'm looking at it. I'm looking I, at it too, and I definitely believe you. But print out last guy. Uh, I, I, I don't. I don't think he's a free agent. All right. I disagree enough. with NFL.com. Fair enough. Um, the last guy we're going to talk about, and then we're going to move on to strength and schedule, is uh, Percy Harvin. Who the rumors? Are New the England. New England. The, the, place, role. the place where a guy like me who's stuck with him in a bunch of keeper leagues, dice leagues, is going, oh my God, please. Look what it did for Randy Moss. Look what it did for, not Chad Johnson. Please, not a Chad Johnson. But, but he, might be a, he might be a running back. Oh, I know. However, they want Shane Vereen. If he's, if he's he takes the role, over the Shane Vereen role. If he role. gets the Vereen role, he's still, a running back. He's a running back that still that gets, doesn't matter. But still if he's a man, it's a game. Yeah, no, you want him. It right. doesn't matter. But you'd like him to get both position eligibility. I mean, the well, things you, could, great. The things you great. could do with that. <laughs> but the other thing is that it's also, look at the, again, we talked about Shane Vereen earlier. The amount of targets that Vereen had before he got injured through the first eight games, whatever it was, he was on pace to have a, like 170 targets on the year. I'm, if you put Harvin, because that's the best part, you line him up in the backfield and he's, he can run with the ball or he can catch the ball. Or he can line him up in the slot. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. I mean, I just want him to go to a place that's not a run-first offense and a place that's going to take advantage of his A skills. place that has a real quarterback. How yeah, that'd be that? nice. And a place that's got a Bill Belichick that says... I'll Harvin. show you how to Harvin. use this guy. Why don't you? No. You, yes, that's no, right. Because he was a jet. Well, Harvin, why don't you come to my office? Percy, oh. we're going to give you a chance here. If you are a D-bag for even one minuscule minute, if you pout on the sideline because you didn't get played, if I give you zero touches in a game and I hear anything from my assistant coaches that you're being a dick-faced, me, me, me guy, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. Before I cut you, I'm going to shit in your mouth. <laughs> it's over. And there is nothing that you can do here in this room that can turn that around. Nothing you can do that can make up for what you just did to that Samore. Well, my mother liked it a whole lot. Your mother was wrong. <laughs> but seriously, this is a guy that's got cut by the Jets. He, he, he's, 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 this is his last stop, and this is a stud. He's a great player. He's just a, not a great teammate. Right. All right. Yeah, he's been through 10% of the league already, right? Crazy. I mean, he, he traded from a Super Bowl championship team last year, goes to the Jets. We don't need to talk about it. I hope, Harvin, I hope Harvin does come to the New England Patriots. I do too. And I hope he's not a thick face. All right. Schedule, Dogmatica. This is episode three of the 2015 season. <laughs> oh, as, as usual, to my left. <laughs> as usual. Episode one.
60. You guys are making it sound like we recorded this in two different days. We took time off. Remember, remember. Uh, hey, no, good stuff. We're, we're doing two podcasts. I want to I want to I want to give a little shout out because to, to D Rex who is. It's not easy to do the open, and when we first started this 167 episodes ago, it was, I don't know, there were some episodes, uh, 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 we re-record, re-record, <laughs> this is the fantasy, uh, 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 start over, alright, welcome back to the, uh, uh, let's guys, you guys gave him 47 names, welcome back to the Pyromaniac Fantasy <laughs> Football Fire, this Pyro- is the, the Pyro Podcast, podcast. yes it was. <laughs> We did have the extra long something. We were well, now we know. Now we know. We've mastered our. We've mastered our craft. We now go by anagrams. We need to like Bitly our uh, our our fantasy football name. I agree. There you go. No one knows what you're talking about but us. Uh, but here's what we're gonna do. Strength schedule. That was the police leading it in. It was nice. I felt like we were on like WGN or something there for a minute. We are gonna talk about strength schedule. Dogmatica worked on it. Does it? You guys got to check this thing out. It's a piece that's up on pyromaniac.com right now. Strength schedule. It's a preliminary strength schedule because we don't have the draft and we don't have the finalized free agency happening, which is, uh, what do you say, 15 to 20%? 15 to 20% unless crazy things happen. Hey, for a team like, you know, maybe the Jets uh, that completely redo their pass defense, it could change quite a bit. Yeah. But, you know, for everybody else, you know, it's probably going to stay relatively similar. And, you know, like teams in the NFC uh, South, you know, hey, does anybody play defense in that division? No. And we'll <laughs> talk, we're going to talk about it. There's a team that's looking real pretty, and he's got our nemesis fantasy football guy coaching the team, which is a real bummer. Uh, last, or Two years ago, Peyton had the number one strength schedule for quarterbacks. He made use of it. I don't know if the guys that are, uh, as we'll talk about right now, on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be able to because you have friggin', you have friggin' Lobby Kosher. But you right mean now, the guy who's not on the team yet because right, they're the drafting guy, a quarterback number take, one, yeah, which, which is going to help Winston. And right now, when you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, their QB rank is number one. So they have the easiest strength of schedule next year for quarterbacks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And wide receivers. So. And wide receiver. And their number, their running back is crazy, too. Yeah. It's third easiest. So other than their tight end, that is Jafarius or whatever. Let, 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 let me put it to this way. Here's, here's what you're going to realize. And, and here's, here's the commonality right now. that The division that has the best opportunities right now, it's the NFC South. They're going to score a lot Carolina, of points. Carolina, to their matching up against. What division are they playing in the AFC? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> so, there, but it's, it's, it's I'll find out for the real All thing. I know is they play the NFC South like twice a, uh, well, yeah, well, you know, six times do, right. a season, and that is fantasy goodness. Uh, and they're definitely, you know, they've got guys going up against, you know, Teams that are just cutting payroll and cutting guys and, you know, were terrible on defense last year. You know, the only team that has a decent defense in that division is Carolina. Everybody else? Yikes. You know, you want to talk about Atlanta? Hopefully their new coach can, you know, take care of some things. But, more than likely, that schedule is going to be a cakewalk. So, you know, a guy I'm really looking forward to drafting next year... Uh, Matt Ryan. Well, here, let me, let me tell you who this division is facing. So this division will face the 
NFC East is their matchup. I mean, but they will who also play defense in that division. But no, no, but the you, Giants, just, you mentioned the Eagles, you mentioned the, the other division. Or, you mentioned the other division. Who plays defense in the AFC South? South. That's uh, who they're playing. Uh, they get Houston. They uh, get Tennessee. I, I, I guess they the get Colts Jacksonville. And they get the Colts. They play pass defense. But, but yeah, but, but, <laughs> but you get the Tennessee plays no defense. Okay, maybe no. <laughs> they really don't. They really don't. I mean, I'm not disagreeing. And Jacksonville is. You know, these are all teams that are, are rebuilding. There's one bona fide team in that division, and it's Indianapolis. So and yeah, they only play pass defense. Right. They don't play run defense. And right. I. I haven't seen anybody signed who that makes me think about that they're going to start playing run defense, and you know that that's sort of a. So know. this is one of those ones where we talk about you know when we when you, you can you can look at a division now. This is a good division if you have good skill players in this division. It's time to take advantage of it now. Yeah. The one that you would be surprised of though is is don't think that the uh, you say oh Greg Olson look at all the, look at all the, the great thing for tight ends. It's not the best necessarily for them at the tight end position. They're twenty fifth uh, wow. best for tight end. So, and this is this is NFC South is surprisingly good against tight ends. Well, not, like, this is but this is also the misnomer that people always think they they glom tight ends into wide receivers, right? Mm-hmm. And they always think, well, the perception is that this is a good receiving team. They'll be able to do this. So Greg Olson should do well against them. Well, no, it's for whatever reason. A lot of times, these teams. They shut down the tight ends and the wide receivers kill them. I sort of can't explain. <laughs> I haven't seen any evidence that says, hey, this guy's a great coverage linebacker. This is why they shut down tight ends. But it somehow happens in the uh, you know NFC South. Uh, I guess there is a great, couple great coverage tight ends. You've got Luke Keekley. Yeah, uh, and, and then you've got Levante David. See, but Keekley's usually not it, usually not in the pass coverage because he's the guy who's reading what the running backs are doing, and he's he's filling every single gap right up in in there. You know, so it's like, I don't, you know, you it, always see that guy running sideline to sideline. You know what it is? Ends. I think I think what it is is that you and have, Thomas Davis is great. You're right, himself. but it, I think what it is is aggressive linebackers. You have linebackers that are going to chuck you off the line. They're not going to let you get free releases. They're not going to let you act like a wide receiver. They're going to make you have to earn your yards against them. Definitely, definitely. But, you know, looking at quarterbacks, you know, after, you know, this whole Drew Brees thing, you got to think, you know, he's fallen down a couple notches. And, you know, I had a hard time slotting him into my tears uh, after this Jimmy Graham trade. Uh, I looked at it, I sat down, and I'm like, I I don't like any of these sort of second-tier, you know, third-tier quarterbacks. Like, this is not where I'm going to be drafted a quarterback. See, after is, Andrew but, Luck and yeah, after... But let me ask you this. Don't you like the fact, now that I think that we're all smart, and we all say, we're not drafting Drew Brees this year. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be plenty of guys that are going to go, oh, he's still available as the fifth quarterback. I got Drew Brees. The, like writing, the, the writing is on the wall, especially what Sean Payton's trying to do with this team. They traded away uh, Jimmy Graham to bring in Max Unger, okay? They're trying to protect their quarterback, they're gonna. They but then they turn Mark around Ingram. and trade Ben Rubs, you know. I know, so but it's but, like it's because of ticky tack, ticky tack. Oi, oi, oi! But it's it's, it's <laughs> Breeze's horrible salary. It's horrible contract. It's it's a salary cap monster. I feel he's, like we talked about the, he, well, we talked about this a little bit. Don't you think if, if the uh, GM and top brass from forced him to do it, it said come to Breeze and be like, we're really thinking about trading Jimmy Graham. 
Uh, can you restructure so that you're paying, getting paid, you know, two to four million dollars less per year, so we can give him the money, like Peyton Manning? Uh, then he wouldn't have said, "Yeah, no, maybe, maybe." I, I, <laughs> I, I think his response was this: Sam, what are y'all doing in here? Do we get out of here? You don't want no part of this shit. What is it? It's medication for erectile dysfunction. It gives you a boner. Not to be used if you have a pre-existing heart condition. If boners last for more than four hours, call more ladies. <laughs> well, that does sound tempting. But you know what, Sam? I really don't want no part of that shit. Did you hear what I said? It gives you a boner. Hate to let you down, old friend. But I don't want to succumb to the temptations. That's what Drew Brees said. Screw you. I'm keeping my goddamn money. <laughs> He didn't want to succumb Come to the... To the comp, yeah. He didn't want to succumb to giving up cash. That's right. He didn't want to blow his load on, on, on Jimmy Graham's uh, bank account. All right, so other quarterbacks to kind of take a look at. You know, Bradford, they got a great strength of schedule. Well, uh, let's talk about our boy that we, we mentioned earlier, who's the, the darling of this year. It's Eli. It's Eli. Oh, Number four. four. But what about... Did you guys and talk Tony about Romo? Romo's at two. Dallas Cowboys no have DeMarco the second Murray. easiest... Giants have the fourth easiest strength to schedule. And with that, so you mentioned Luck okay. is top ten. Now you're oh, mentioning God. Tony Romo. Luck. And number two, without DeMarco. Who, they haven't filled that spot yet. The problem is, no, but the, which Tony Romo are you going to get? Well, but are you going to get the high-efficiency Tony Romo that we saw get, last year? You're going to get a Tony Romo. see the guy Romo. who just chucked it everywhere? No, you're, you're going to get the get, better Tony Romo. You're going to get a better. Strength, the schedule's easy. And That's because his offensive line is fantastic, and they're going to be able to block for So, him. somewhere in between. He's going to throw a lot of attempts, but also be more efficient. More efficient. Less, so, less holy interceptions. crap. Looking for a... Kind of steal. This could be a very nice year as long as he stays healthy. That's all. But hold on, remember last year? I think Roma had a pretty favorable schedule last year. He did. And and dogmatic was like he's going to get hurt. He's going to slip this. So I want to say for Romo, he's older. There's no question about. I want us not and saying goes. I'm not. I don't. I know. I know. I just want. I don't want us to talk about injury. Romo is still going to be a lower end quarterback. No, no, here's, he's got a great schedule. No, 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 no. This and last year where he had the great schedule, he still had awesome Demarco Murray. He didn't have that now. But he's they, got fucking Des Bryant. That, no, that's my exactly. point. They so they said it. as a team, <laughs> we're going to franchise Des and we're going to keep you here because longevity of running backs versus longevity of wide receivers and. With what Tony Romo has, they'll be able to, to 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 pick and choose and find replacements of a running game. But the difference is going to be, from a fancy standpoint, they are going to go from more of a all those touchdowns that Demarco got, all those yards. Look, it's coming back to Tony. Tony's going to get himself an extra 500 yards passing, an extra four to five touchdowns. Because Demarco's gone, or they're going to be a team that's taking out Gordon, <laughs> that's, that's drafting higher than usual a running back, a Melvin Gordon, could be. who's got from Georgia or whatever. They Girl. could be going high. Hurley could be high. Gurley could be high, going more high than that. Or they could still we trade know, for we Adrian, still Peterson. Get Adrian Peterson. Although the word is that the Buccaneers are trying to make a play for Peterson right now. I think. Adrian and think Peterson's about that with their, with their the rushing schedule. The Buccaneers are the third easiest rushing, rushing schedule. If they get Adrian Peterson, I think he's going to go to the Cardinals. Something tells me. All right, he's getting traded. Talk, I'll tell let's you. Let's talk that. about some other things. Colts, like we said, Andrew Luck. I think it, we all agreed. Would you say Andrew Luck's? An, I'd rather have Andrew Luck than the um, an Aaron Rodgers. What about Ooh. you? Who I got yeah. Aaron Rodgers first? What about you? 
consistency. You know, you know how much I love Andrew Luck. And here's the thing: if I'm if I'm playing one year, this year I'll still take Aaron Rodgers, but uh, especially because Cobb resigned. But Andrew Luck is the number two quarterback for me this year. Aaron Rodgers is number one, and there's exactly. nobody, there's no other two quarterbacks that are close to those. Two. Exactly. Aaron Rodgers. So I'm 23rd. going either one or I'm going two. Or I'm not probably going again until Til round ten. Yeah. No, not round ten. Round quarterback number eight, nine, ten, somewhere in that range. But we talk about how important I got burned last year, so schedules. I'll wait till only about eight, and I'm definitely drafting on that one. <laughs> we talk right. about how important the strength schedule is, and we know it's going to change. There's the draft, there's free agency, all that stuff. There's injuries, there's a lot of moving parts. We're, we're we're putting this out early because that's what we do. And, you know, there's going to be things to change, but you got the, right now, as it stands, Dogmatica, 23rd, Green Bay Packers. They've got literally, you know, essentially the ninth to last hardest schedule in the NFL right now. Um, and you, you're looking at, at the Colts with the, an Andre Johnson, with the running game of Gore, with the protection there. Man, he's at the ninth. I really like that. All right. Let me throw this out there. Uh, tight ends, okay? Let's talk about Jimmy Graham for a second. Jimmy Graham would have had, if he stayed with New Orleans, would have had the fifth easiest strength of schedule for tight ends. He goes to Seattle. It doesn't drop horribly, but to number 12. That's a seven-position a seven drop. So a bit tougher. Um, I, I do think that you know some of that may be overrated, and I think we'll have to wait and see because now I think playing against the uh, San Francisco 49ers has become a cupcake uh, yeah, in that division, especially but, at tight end with the with the linebacker situation. Mm-hmm. You got Patrick Willis just retired. Right. Yeah. You got Navarro the, still fucking banged up. Their best uh, linebacker is the also white guy that wasn't Justin even drafted. Smith also retired. I mean, Chris Borland was drafted in the second or third round. Shut it. <laughs> but the thing that you do, you do have out there still is Arizona and and St. Louis have ridiculously good defenses. Yeah, especially covering the tight end. Yeah, you want to know who's a first rounder? In my opinion, by looking at this, a guy that probably is already a first rounder, Gronk fries, Gronk dressing. They're at number seven. Yeah, you got a guy. You got a guy like Gronk who just changed people's lives last year at that position. Stayed healthy. Obviously, that's an issue, but. Here's Number seventh strength of schedule. Gronk. The Patriots have Hold on. I want to pose a question. Easiest. Looking at these at the tight end position, position and like the top ten, and looking at you, go, man, ah, uh, great strength of schedule. I hate that tight end. Ah, uh, great strength. Of, I hate that Jared Cook. I hate you. Great strength of schedule for Jared Cook at number three. What about Ertz? Ertz, right. number I'm two. Number one. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm looking at the top here. Then I go, I'm like Green Bay. Like I'm moving like Ertz. Ertz. Right. Ertz up. Right. Ertz now, what about Green Bay? Is it Richard Rodgers? Are we doing that? Yeah, he's number four. You got the ten. Dolphins are number six. Woo. They just signed Jordan Cameron. So now here you go. There's number six for the Dolphins. Seven is the Patriots. Eight, Kyle Rudolph. Look out, Minnesota. And number nine, Cleveland Browns. So who knows? Who knows? <laughs> and uh, and San Diego Gates. Gates or can Ladarius Green ever do anything? No. Fuck you, Ladarius Green. <laughs> if you draft Ladarius Green expecting anything, I hope you get it. If you draft, I hope you get it. But if you don't, do it. I just hope you get it. You <laughs> deserve it if you, you get if it. You, you if you go high and you get it to work out, we're happy for you. But I'm not doing it. One of the guys, you know, I'm high on Travis Kelsey. SOS does not like Travis Kelsey at all. He's down in the top, our bottom five of the league. But, yeah. you know, no Fasano, 
Now, that's one thing we haven't really had a chance to talk about since our last podcast. Before we talk about that, I want to talk about who hey, me and, me and I, who I'm did. trying to give Kelsey a blowy over here. Can you hold on a yeah, second? Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm done. <laughs> well, I, me and Houdini are high on cocaine. Because we're, high, we're high on acid. LSD? LSD, yeah. High on the reefer. We're high on the reefer because it's cheap. <laughs> we're high on... Life? What else is it? <laughs> I got one more for you. Okay. Get out of here, Dewey. You don't want no part of this shit. What y'all doing in here? We doing pills, uppers, and downers. They're the logical next step for you. I want some of that shit. Uppers <laughs> <laughs> the and downers. The greens, reds, whatever the green, they are. The greenies and the reds. Yeah. Happy, I don't know. <laughs> I'll stick to the green weed. But let me, let me, let me, let me throw this out here. We were having a conversation earlier. We were having a Twitter conversation before we started the podcast about a guy who was looking at making a trade in a keeper league that has a rookie draft. Uh, we we're talking about trading Sammy Watkins and the number twelve pick in the, in the rookie draft to get a Antonio Brown. Well. The Pittsburgh Steelers have the hardest strength to schedule against them at wide receiver. The hardest against them for for uh, quarterbacks. Maybe you hold on right now when you I see mean, this stuff. I mean, it looks like the AFC North has a real, real tough, tough. Uh, t- go of it. Uh, all three of the teams at the bottom of the quarterbacks are, are AFC North teams, mm-hmm. and that's because they're playing who this year? Houdini. Uh, besides that, you know. <laughs> You already had it pulled up once. So I, I had put it you pulled on the up spot. once. I, I put you on the spot. I had a different team pulled up for that one. So. I, I, I know. But, uh, yeah, definitely. AFC North play. You know, Baltimore got sort of a bad rap for being the worst pass defense in the league last year. But that was only after uh, injuries to, you know, their main guys. Uh, you know, Ladarius Webb just didn't well, look like himself. And, uh, another the AFC West. They play the AFC West team. and the uh, NFC uh NFC West, so they're playing West West. So West West, that gives them the Seattle Seahawks. Not not only that, here's the thing about this too. This is what sucks for those teams. West West means every road game, they are going from the East Coast to the West Coast all year long. Mm -hmm. Every week, it's a long ass fucking trip, and that's that sucks. Especially if they play in the early games. So if you travel and well, there's no West games that'll be early. Sometimes there is, man. They do that sometimes. Well, they never do because... Well, maybe they do because there's only three games every in the afternoon or two games in the fucking afternoon. It's definitely a little option over there. Like a... Valverde! Dewey, are you enjoying yourself? What? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot you were here. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. All right, let's look, talk about some wide receivers. We said the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers were the number one easiest schedule against defenses for strength of schedule for this year. Wow. Uh, looking at what we saw, uh, you know, the, the, the rookie do last year, he's got to be moving, moving, moving on up. Houdini, your boy, is going to be a good wide receiver. I'm spacing his name right now. Mike Lee, Evans. I wanted to say I was. I wanted to say Mike. I wanted to say Evans. Don't say Lee. I wanted to say Lee Evans. Dude, I was like <laughs> Lee Evans. I, I literally the one guy or, I couldn't or, come or, up with. Or, or, I, thought you were, or, or I thought you were going to say Bob Evans. Not on the farm. Not on the farm. I think we've gotten everybody's name right so far. This is a bad podcast. We have got to get someone's name wrong. I agree. Well, we done. Achieve. <laughs> I did just say. Can we bring up Julian Majors? Joseph I'm a full believer that they are going to sign Jameis Winston. And I agree. 
I'm, I'm telling you that it's going to be one of these things. That, look, he did it again. Like Andre Johnson, we mentioned earlier in the podcast. What fucking quarterbacks were throwing him the goddamn ball? You could look at the same thing for Mike Evans. What goddamn quarterbacks were throwing him the ball last year? Well, quarterbacks year? were throwing Vincent Jackson the ball last year. Dude only scored, what, two touchdowns but still had a thousand yard season. And so, what, but what did, what did Mike Evans do? You know, ten, better. A lot better. <laughs> so now here's the other thing too. But now, here, here, no, let me make the other point for Evans because now we can even say, look at the shit quarterback he had thrown to him in college, and look what he made him into. Hey now, yet to be too determined. soon. Too, too soon. soon. Great too college soon? quarterback. Oh uh, come on now, I don't too know. Soon. So never, hey, well, so you can chuck it with the best of them. You can chuck it with the best of them. Okay. <laughs> well, let's look at this. You can yak so, it with the best of them. second. Prison and rehab have changed me. All these blankets have saved my life. That's what Johnny Menzel saying. I hope so. Look at the tide for second. Carolina Panthers, Dallas Cowboys. Dez! Yeah. Dez on a friggin' uh, uh, franchise. franchise. That <laughs> playing, for, playing for big time money. By yeah. the way, if anyone did hasn't checked it out, I think I po- I know I posted it on Twitter. I, I got a twi- post it on our Facebook. Pyro promo. Please check out both of those. Facebook.com forward slash Pyromaniac. We have a blast there, even in off-season. I'm posting two things uh, a day there, uh, now again, and we got a lot of community and people asking questions. Please join us there. Twitter, twitter.com forward slash P-Y-R-O-M-A-N, the The number number one A-C. Join us there. We got uh, O-C, Mr. Horvath in the mix, killing it there. We got Stag Party on Twitter as well. And yeah. I'm doing my, uh, yeah, you're going to start doing it more. But I'm, I've been doing it more actually as well. So Twitter, our Twitter page has is, is, is been really uh, pretty solid lately. So join us there. But friggin' Dez Bryant has got an easy, He's getting close. easy pass schedule. He's getting real close. And no DeMarco. Yeah, to be the top wide receiver. This is what, remember the, the, the love we were having for Dez a couple years ago? I think he's my number one wide receiver. He, he's right up there now. He, it's, Julio, it's, it's him. Yeah, it, I it, can't take, I can't put Jordy there. I no, you can't him, put Antonio there right now with the, with the strength and schedule that he's going to have. Calvin is scary as hell age. Right. I think, I this think is, Dez this, is, this is Dez he, He's in that wheelhouse. Dez and Julio. I'm putting Demarius up there again. Uh, I want to I I say this though. I, just don't like what I saw. Yeah, Demarius still off. Is there? Well, no. If I think without Julius Thomas there, I like Demarius a lot more. I mean, exactly. he's gonna get the he's gonna get the attention. Touchdowns. So here, let me, what did you I say was, earlier though? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite quarterback down in that division? Which one? Ryan. You liked Ryan. Ryan. Matt Ryan. Oh, I do like Matt Ryan. Who we all and Matt Ryan. I, I do. I, I do like Matt <laughs> right, Ryan. I want to stay in that division because the team that has the second best strength of schedule for wide receivers, and I want to throw a warning out here. It's the Carolina Panthers. So everyone out there, you go, oh, well, let's start fawning over Kelvin Benjamin. No. No, 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 no. What you saw last year is pretty is much pretty all much you're the best ever you're ever going to get out of him. And He'll, he'll be able to sustain it. He is not going to be. He's, he does not have the top end speed. That he's not going to be able to all of a sudden go from being an eleven hundred yard receiver to a fourteen fifteen hundred yard receiver. Yeah, I think it's you're going to get eleven hundred to twelve hundred yards. About it. And you yeah. good touchdown. Eight production. to twelve touchdowns. Decent good, good touchdown. When you production. say the comparison of that, and I, I hope I'm not sounding redundant because I don't think I've said this before, but somehow I feel like I might have. Allen. 
from San Diego. Don't you think the next Keenan Keenan Allen from his first rookie year to his second year did a drop? I could easily see that. I'll give you. I'll give you a couple more guys. Okay, this is even with that and even other guys that had very good splash seasons here. Joey Galloway, Stevie Johnson. Okay, guys that had these thousand yard years, but they basically gave you. They showed you everything they had. They, they, their hand was played in the first year, and you're just going to become a professional wide receiver at that point in time. Same reason why it's like I love Robert Woods, but I'm not in the delusion that Robert Woods is ever going to be a number one wide receiver. Great yeah, point. exactly. Great point. But one of the things I think Kelvin Benjamin best compares uh, to a oh, I just lost his name. It was perfect. Why? And why? Why, why are you doing this to me? Vincent Jackson. Vincent Jackson. I think you're... Why, God? Why? Why have you done this to me, that monster? You have forsaken me! I mean, he might have a 14 yards or a 1,400-yard season, but he's never going to be the best wide receiver in the league. Karam! Karam! He's never going to be the best wide receiver. All right, who's next? Who wants to know that? Who's our next? Come on, I got got plenty. Nobody ever went out there and said Vincent Jackson is the best wide receiver in the league. But for a while, he was always a top 10 wide receiver in the league. And that's what I think you're going to get from Kelvin Benjamin. And I, I never had. I got one more. If you dropped him, any of my if you dropped him as a top ten wide receiver, I'll give you one more quote. It's Darth Vader from uh, the uh, last of, of the sixth episode of the Star Wars or the Sith. No, wait, I have no arms. Yeah. No, well, he broke out. He broke out. It's like no, Padma's died. <laughs> All right. Um, wait, wait. We need we need some Arnold. No, hold on. We already did. <laughs> you can't climb the level of success with your hand in your pocket. And, uh, we also did one earlier, and I did not a two one. We always have we always have a lot of Arnold. Let's qu- let's let's talk quickly about some more guys. Easy schedules at the position. Colts. You got uh, number nine at wide receiver. They got kind of an easy schedule. The Redskins, an easy schedule. Jacksonville is number eight. Wait, is Pierre Garçon still is, on the Redskins as of right now? No, but here's, no, my, here's my point. When I was someone, I'm looking at the teams that had easy schedules. These are teams that were not good teams last year. I know. Which is what which makes it interesting. So it's almost which like is this terrible is, that our Bears are at the bottom of everything, and they were terrible too. Well, that's fine because we need to have a bad year. We need to rebuild. Yeah, I agree. Um, but when but, you look at this, here's what here's what's interesting about it. When you have these really bad teams at the top. It's going to be a couple guys that are going to get really positively affected. The Mike Evans, the Des Bryants, and a couple of these other guys. But for the most part, what this tells you is, be careful now. This has a, a most likely a probability of being a fantasy year where, once again, all players are kind of clumped close together yep. and you're not getting these supreme breakups because you haven't had that perfect mix and the perfect storm of the great players in the league getting the easiest top five schedules across the board. You know, and when you get those, you jump on those guys like there's no tomorrow. And you know what we should talk about? I agree with you. You know what we should talk about? You mentioned how the, the, at the bottom end for tight ends, your boy Kelsey. Let's talk about the bottom end of wide receivers. Oh. Our favorite guy. Look at this. The worst part of schedule. Yeah, All look of at this. All these teams at the bottom are the guys that are the wide receivers. The hardest schedule for wide receivers as of now, pre-draft, pre-everything done at free agency. Antonio. Antonio the, the Steelers. Brown. Davis. The Steelers. The Davis Bryant, right. Then you go the next team. The Denver Broncos. Emmanuel Sanders. Now, oh, looking yeah. at this, do you, do you still like uh, Demarius as much? Demarius, 
Right no. now, wide receivers for strength schedules I, I think is 31 second hardest. Fourth worst. The Green Bay Packers, Packers. Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson. They got tough schedules, so there's a lot of... Keenan Allen, it, the Horton Hurts yeah. going to continue for another year. No, I'm not going anywhere 28th hardest schedule. And you got the okay. So we said Brandon Marshall, Jeremy Macklin going to the Chiefs, twenty sixth hardest schedule. Uh, Macklin, yeah, the, the, the Jets, the twenty third. So enjoy then, Brandon Marshall, Marsh, yeah, Marshall and, and, Decker. and Decker. Yep. Can we it's talk about ODB with the top five schedule though? Yeah, we should. That's uh, let's just keep talking about ODB because ODB is he? We forgot it. I was saying Dez. ODB is with Dez, and he's the top. He, be, well, he might be the top. Here's what's interesting: because it's, it's, it's it's how I would take him. How is it valued? In, how is it valued in a fantasy That'd be draft? Crazy. It is where so, are you going to? Where, where do you value him? Look, he didn't play a full year last year. He also was a guy that had missed because of injury. It was always like his thing in college too, with the hamstrings and everything else. Now he is going to be. He's up there as far as talent wise, and because now you got the strength of schedule to back it up. And because you know that the way that they're setting up the offense is that he's going to be the main guy. But more so than that. Let's also, be I love all your points. More so. I'm asking though. Here's the reason why he's going to not last. Will you draft him in the first or second round? Well, yes. here's the reason why he won't last. First round. Yes. Here's the reason why he won't last. Definitely past the second. But a lot of teams will take him in the first. The teams that had him last year are gonna take won him. the championship. Because, right. Uh, because of yeah. him. So you're gonna be like, he, there's no reason unless some unless he's not playing in preseason, gets banged up, something happens to Eli, some situation like this. Anybody that had that he brought to the promise last year, or anyone is that going he to beat, go back to or the anyone line. that he beat is going to say, I want to get him. Exactly. I mean, in the back end of the first round, I'm gonna be sitting there and I'm gonna be like, okay, yeah. I could take Lashawn McCoy, ODB. Or, you could take you could Julio Jones. You could take. Does Brian? You could take one of my. He's talking about running back. I I, I know where but, you're going. But, uh, More like you can take that first round running back that used to happen, or you can do ODB. You're going yes. ODB. The upside on ODB is there. Yeah. I mean, I might I not fall, but, might not come to fruition, but if this is the next biggest no, no, thing no, no, ever, I'll give you another reason a, why. You'd be, you'd be a joke to not give it. And I'll let you go to answer this. Why I still say, and I, I, I just wanted to question because. I do think, yeah, late first, early second. I'm, I'm definitely you have to consider because he did it without Victor Cruz on the field. So he did it when everyone knew that he was going to get the ball. Now that you're going to have these extra weapons around him, this is where I think that you're not going to get as, maybe as much dynamic games because he was getting force fed the ball, and you're going to put a better offense around. Why would Eli not do that? But more? no, no. But Eli, he's still going to listen. What I'm Why saying is, he not keep he, here's what I'm saying is going to be one of those things. Because they may be putting the extra cover on John Hammond. And this I've seen this happen before. The first two or three games may be shit. And so the people, and this is the other sell. thing. So, sell. No, no, no. Eddie Lacy last yeah. year. Right. And be the guy that. If, you, if, you, if you miss out on him, watch. Just wait. If he struggles for two weeks, jump. Just try to keep being like, offer oh, you fucked up. You know, I'll give you, I'll, let me get you out of this deal. I'll give you this, this, and offer people because. Come week three, four, five, it's just going to blow up, and then the person who will be like, hey, "You should have drafted him. You should have kept him. You can trade for him." And you what steal if the, him what and if the opposite bank. happens? What if first day it's 189 yards? It's just like, oh, brother, and he's rocking through the first and, half. And then, and should you sell? Because this is a guy that's been banged up. Hey, listen, here's what I would say. Up. It all depends on the one. Too soon to tell. It's too, you have to know what's the makeup of your team. Does it make? Listen, and I'm all for picking. I'm him always in, in a guy. First listen, or second round. And I'm and always the first a guy. Second round. I I could see taking him. I'm a guy that always advocates. If you have a guy that has the most ridiculous start to a year, 
and he's won you four weeks in a row, and then you're in your mind, yeah, you say, I can't, I can't give him up. You have got to trade him because you're going to be able to get a ridiculous return in value. Because well, it's only if you need that. If, if you, you need you it, got a right. if you got a hole, you... but if you're winning because of that guy, it's here's the thing. And if you know, but if you just know, this production is, I know I'm enjoying it, but it's absurd. So if someone's willing to just pay me absurd money for it, sure I'll pay you present value because the price of gold will go down. So if I can pay, get you to pay twenty five hundred. Not in India. I can should pay twenty five hundred in an ounce. Sure it's going down to two thousand. I'm making the money. All right, let's uh, let's look at some uh, running back action, and um, we got to close this thing out here pretty soon. Let's do some quick running back action on the t- bottom end. Hold on, first Bengals, of all, your, your, your boy, boy. Hold on, first of all, first of all your boy, Arian Foster, easiest schedule looking again. Good. Again, two again. years in a row. Looks really good. My boy, Jeremy Hill, yeah. hardest schedule. Hardest schedule. Hardest schedule Second hardest. Or, or, no, I'm sorry, hardest sorry. schedule, Bengals. So and the Trey Mason, who could have been a breakout potential player, right. has a real tough schedule. Uh, Marshawn Lynch continues to have a tough schedule, but he doesn't. I don't know matter. if that matters, Fred. Here's the one matter. that matters, though. Our Chicago Bears, fourth hardest schedule. What about and Packers? Eddie Lacy, that, he's got a tough schedule, 25th. But here's the question I got for you. Are you considering, thinking about the way that you value trades, are you considering trading to hell? Knowing in this my, now, if my, I were you right now and somebody was I would start putting them out there. No, no, 100% of my 16-team league. Where I need a quarterback, and I, if I if, if Jeremy Hill is the sweetener that's needed to make the deal, because I still got and I got a lot of failures. I got I got Monty Ball, I got Bishop Sankey, I got uh, Jerry Jer- <laughs> McKinnon, I got. Hey, uh, hold on, hold on. We're trying to pro- we're trying to sell us on being experts here. Because well, <laughs> all these are all first year guys. You don't know what the future holds. Yeah, you know, yeah. All these teams are in, in in flux, and we've seen running backs that, that turn things around. So I look at it and say, no, I again. I can find running backs. You can't quarterbacks. You don't find very often. So if, if I have to trade Jeremy Hill, because again, my team, the way I'm constituted, I, yeah, he's I, talking dynasty right, right. now. So yeah. it's completely sixteen. Well, team. A different the way strategy. I'm constipated, no, no. It's, it's it's and sixteen team dynasty. But even if it's in my fourteen team league where I have him, yeah, I consider it because it's about winning a championship next year, and that team is constituted to win next year. So if if I could trade him and get better by, yes, I'll trade him. Okay, right now. Houston Texans, from the strength of schedule. Again, check it out on pyromaniac.com. You can see the charts up there. They've got the easiest schedule for running right now. Carolina Panthers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Does that help muscle hamster? It puts one of their running backs in the flex position, whoever kind of shines during uh, training camp. You know what I'm seeing right here? Falcons. Devontae, Devontae Freeman. Freeman. Yeah. But, Across the board, the Falcons have the fourth easiest for wide receivers, fourth easiest for running backs, third easiest for quarterbacks. Uh, they don't have a great. They don't have a great one nope. for. Nobody for cares. If, they don't have a tight end. So nobody cares about. Yeah, yeah, they don't have a tight end. <laughs> so Atlanta Falcons, guys, listen now, listen early. The Atlanta Falcons have a cake schedule, and, it, it, and this is also before the whole dismantle. He, he came out with this before. Basically, the Saints have dismantled their whole team. So that's two more games where that's, they probably go now from being number four in a lot of these Good situations point. to number two. Good point. Because those are two games that they're going to face against a team that just doesn't have it anymore. It's a good point. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, middle of the road schedule at running back at 18. Kansas City Chiefs with Jamal Charles at 19. Not terrible, but again, not great. Miami Dolphins are in the middle of the low range. Uh, 
There's a lot of things that you guys can decide. Quarterbacks. For. There are the top ten. Andrew Luck's the only one that's in there. Everybody else, they're Romo, all bad. They're Romo all bad. And, and, uh, and Breeze. But Breeze has lost all of his Romo weapons. Ryan and but, Eli. Eli is the guy I would but say. But I'm right talking now. about like the guys that have been like the, the, the Brady's, the Rodgers, okay, the, okay. The, 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 the Mannings, the, 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 the top guys. Those guys all have hard schedules. So. You know what this tells me? And then we're going to close this thing out. I think it's been a great podcast. We're at two hours, dropping a lot of knowledge, a lot of energy. Stags, love you so friggin' much. Love you so much, Dini. I missed you guys, man. I missed Dogmatica, too, because I haven't seen him in a while, and I wish you'd be here. But it was nice to get away, seeing the strength of schedule, Dogmatica putting all his heart and soul into this thing. Man, go to our site. Listen to this podcast. Listen to the way we uh, give you the knowledge and, and give you this peripheral information, empirical data, that helps you make your decisions like strength of schedule. Fire draft kit. Fire draft kit, but this Become thing, pro there member. is so much information here knowing, I mean, right now this page tells me Eli Manning is going to be my quarterback. I'll draft him in the 8th or ninth round, and me I'm going to roll with it. I, me too. That's it. That's what this tells me. Yep. I, I like a Matt Ryan I, in a keeper league that I have where I've got, uh, I'm able to use a 6th rounder on uh, a friggin' luck. There's no reason for me not to take an Eli or a Matt Ryan early-ish. Because I'm going to be able to trade them. Anyway, Houdini. Good stuff. Pyro listeners, we love you. We're Good sorry stuff. we took so much time off. but we No, need we're it. not sorry. We're not no, sorry. Right. We needed it. We're not sorry, sorry, we're not sorry. Here. We're what? <laughs> here's you're welcome. Sorry. I'm welcome. sorry I'm not here anymore. Yeah. You're welcome. We decided to. But here's what we're going to do. Re- give us some reviews on iTunes. There's. I don't know how this happened, but all of a sudden again, we got two things on iTunes. Give us a review. Help us out if you like us and like the show. They disappeared on us? No, it's, there's two now. Remember we, oh, we got God rid of... Oh, damn it. There's, right. there's the explicit language and there's the non... I don't know how this happens, iTunes. I thought we got rid of this. But if you're going to give us a... We need reviews because it helps our stature there. Go Give us a review on the one version that has 63 reviews. The explicit language one, I assume. The explicit language one. Because I think we said we're going to dickhole like 37 times. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get rid of the other one again, hopefully, and be able to hopefully bring those po- uh, those reviews. Give us reviews. Come on. You guys love us. Uh, we got Facebook. Uh, last thing I'm going to say here, and we're going to go into the Stones, is uh, check out us on Spreaker. If you're on your phone and you're using an app, on your uh, your smartphone or whatever. Spreaker is a pretty cool site. I've actually found out over the course of the last three months, a lot of people have found us there, and a lot of people are following us there. If you're listening to this right now and you did find us there, awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. Last thing I'll say is we're not doing SoundCloud anymore. SoundCloud wasn't working for our podcast and our music that we promote to begin and end the show. So we're not on SoundCloud. So if you're sitting there and lit, waiting for us on SoundCloud to put out our podcast and whatnot, we're not there anymore. I'm done. I'm a blowhard. D-Rex in the mix. We love you. We are going to be doing this podcast every week until next. Till we die. Until next, next February. That's right. When we take, take a couple weeks But we're on. We love you guys. Houdini, love we're, you. We're with you. We're jumping out of the airplane with Parachute Woman.